0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about Wrathborn Hunts, my review of the seasonal activity. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can catch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. Also, if you can't catch these live and you want to take part, start using the community Q&A forum. Go to SNTRnetwork.com. SNTRnetwork.com allows you to make a, a login and then you can use community q as well as connect it with Discord. We got a lot of good things coming in January. So I'm going to walk through the good, the bad, and the room for improvement because I definitely think we want to praise some of the things they did uh, in uh, in this content and with this seasonal structure. There were a lot of things going on in the previous seasons, especially year three, that led to uh, some criticisms uh, and that led to some things that I, I felt you, you know were were answered in Wrathborn Hunts. However, they missed the mark on a lot of the structure as well uh, as getting a lot right. And I feel like this is one of the downfalls of a lot of what they do umbral engrams for example were great they gave players a ton of intentionality and control and yet it was just another farm that led to a surplus of getting loot in the tower as opposed to out in the world so in a similar scenario wrathborn hunts moves toward the player while also moving away from the player and what we enjoy so let's just talk about the good okay let's start positive the way that loot is earned and focused is a better and more refined process of what Umbrals got so terribly wrong. Getting loot out in the world from a boss that you are targeting is exactly what the seasonal grind needed. We, we, we really, really needed it to change. One of my primary criticisms of Umbral Ingrams. I had a planned video, and I actually uh, didn't do it, uh, where I was going to say Umbral Ingrams were boring. I did not like going back to the tower with eight Umbral Ingrams, focusing them on the same weapon that I wanted to get, and then, you know, I get 4 or 5 of, of, of the same weapon back to back to back to back. It wasn't tethered to any activity. Drops were not exciting. Seeing Umbrals drop in the world eventually started to kind of mean well, basically nothing because you knew you had to go take it to the tower. So the way that they reverse engineered Umbrils is right in line with some of the many criticisms that myself and others made about the loot acquisition in Season of Arrivals. Also the guns actually look cool and they have some solid roles. It's also brought, I think, uh, importantly, another waveframe grenade launcher, and it feels solid. There's actually some good potential roles on the waveframe grenade launcher. If you missed out on getting the martyr's retribution in season of dawn, you can uh, you know, set your sights on the deafening whisper and try and get one of the good rolls for it unfortunately the way that you get the guns and the way that they kind of rotate RNG we're going to talk about in a moment that's kind of restricting some of the player agency and some of the player intentionality with getting the guns that they want somebody this morning said it had been a couple of weeks since they had seen the deafening whisper and somebody in discord said they had been doing it all week long and could not get any of the guns to show up so they just kept on picking recon data so they could essentially token slam Aldrin. uh Two guns in particular that you might want to set your sights on. Uh, the first, the Blast Bat 2. I always say it funny, but the Blast Bat 2. It can roll Spike, Clown and Chain Reaction. That's a really, really good roll for a heavy grenade launcher. And then the Waveframe Grenade Launcher, the Deafening Whisper, can roll with Ambitious Assassin and Wellspring. That's actually a really nice roll. You put that on the ground, get that nice chain kill, reload it and have two in the chamber, and then Wellspring is feeding your abilities. Pairs up nicely with some good uh with some good stasis builds i did i did hope that they would put demolitionist on it i always love doing that with my martyrs retribution being able to put one on the ground throw a grenade to reload it and do another one felt really, really, uh, really, really good. Uh, Why would you want Spike on a Chain Reaction roll, though? Well, it depends on how you want to use it. If you're kind of using it intermittently, it is nice to have Spike for the boss damage, and then you just get the Chain Reaction kill if there's a group of adds. It kind of gives it that multi-purpose feel, uh, so that way it can kind of wear two hats. That's why I would go for uh, Spike Grenades and Chain Reaction at the same time. Now, the other guns can get good rolls... um, but actually nothing mind-blowing. There's nothing on the other guns that's going to blow your mind. There's a linear fusion, there's an SMG, there's a scout rifle. None of those are going to blow you away, but they are at least solid weapons, I think, with a really good aesthetic. So that's all the good we can say. What's the bad? Where, where are they kind of missing the mark with this seasonal structure? First and foremost, no one's going to be, I think, in the dark on this. The time spent charging the lure is all over the place. Uh, Many times it feels incredibly disproportionate compared to the amount of time it actually takes to find and kill the boss. Also, it rotates into other activities, so you can run Strikes, Gambit, or Crucible, and it fills, but if you want it to fill faster, you want those alternative objectives to line up with where you're going. Currently, if you go to orbit and dismantle the lure and go pick it up again from Aldrin, it'll default to the strike one that works so well which is you get bonus uh lure charge from getting critical hits uh as well as killing powerful enemies. Now It's not even necessarily the problem of like, oh, how dare you make me go do something other than the Wrathborn hunt? We had this conversation during Season of Dawn. I said, listen, you know, grinding up the obelisks was a little mundane and a little bit like, oh, I got to do this again. You know, I'm sick of doing public space content. I defended that and said, listen, if you literally spent every waking moment from beginning of the season to the end of the season only living in the in the, in the the sundial, you would have gotten burned out really, really quickly. The same rule applies here. I'm okay with Bungie routing us through other content. The problem is, foundationally, Strikes and Crucible and Gambit have not been repurposed or reinvigorated, so it feels like a bit of a chore. Even after the lure is charged, more time is spent traveling to a destination and driving on your sparrow than actually fighting a boss and getting the loot fighting the boss and getting the loot is basically over and done with faster than it takes to land on a planet and drive to where you put the lure and then you gotta follow a little green trail so as an activity it does feel pretty dissonant and disproportionate i'm doing Eight things that are not anything Rathborn based. And then I do the very, very tail end. I drive around, go into a room. Put down a rally flag and bake the boss with my super or my heavy playlist and activities being reused when they have virtually no reason to engage with them outside of power pursuit is becoming incredibly tiresome. It's another half-baked good idea. Now I want to I want to be clear on something here. The foundational problem here is not necessarily that wrathborn hunts tell you to go into a playlist. It's because the playlists have not been reinvigorated. They're old. They're tiresome. They're boring. They're there's nothing about them that's been new or updated other than the purple pulse rifle in crucible the green shotgun and strikes and then like it's kind of like a purple grenade launcher you can get in gambit that's not enough of a reinvigoration so it ends up feeling a bit like a chore which leads people to do things like the cheese forever video delete the lure go into a lost sector go into this do that try to manipulate it to do it as fast as possible if they would refine this aspect of lure charging it would be a significant increase to the seasonal content personally i think one playlist activity should just charge it three times one strike one crucible match or one gambit match give it the three charges and then i can go and run the 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 actual wrathborn hunt to get the drop so you know, and and somebody's making a good point, Fuzzy Muffin, saying also consider the fact that they gutted a lot of the strikes and the maps, so the core playlists feel pretty thin and and, and pretty hollowed out. And so let's talk about room for improvement. Sorry, Aldrin, you're uh, you're off screen there. Got Aldrin uh, right next to me here. You know, room for improvement. Charging, focusing, and isolating perks is something that should not be thrown out with the bathwater. We have to be super careful with Bungie, because they take our feedback really literally sometimes, and we don't want the the baby getting thrown out with the bathwater here. Charging the lure, focusing, and isolating perks, that's fine. I don't mind having to charge the lure. It just needs to be refined. Don't remove, refine. That's like one of my big, big things when we're trying to improve loop Pursuit. This is why I said don't remove the idea of Umbrals. Refine the idea of Umbrals. And I believe we are kind of on that course here with the way they set these up. Bungie has to find ways to make core activities matter outside of being reused as chores, and boss fights need to be more involved after driving on my sparrow and baking them with my super. I really want to see boss fights become a little bit more involved. I like a quick grind, I like a quick loot cycle where I just do it, kill the boss, do it, kill the boss. I, I don't mind a quick fight, but maybe make it a little bit more involved so it doesn't feel like I spend more time on my sparrow than I actually do fighting the boss. Also, currency choke points and RNG determining what I can focus on or chase is not ideal given the dissonance of needing to charge the lures in activities. By the time you charge the lure three or four times, if you literally can't pick the weapon that you want, that is a bit of a, sna- a smack in the face. Remove that, maybe that aspect of RNG. Don't choke out the currency. And that would be another way to refine and improve this type of loot pursuit. The currency bottleneck would be more acceptable, I think, with faster lure charges. Also, the RNG on what you can focus. If you go a couple of weeks and you can never get the waveframe grenade launcher, that's really hard to take considering all the work you put in charging the lure. If charging the lure was quicker, your loot turnover would probably be a little bit quicker and maybe you could take some of the bad RNG on the chin. They've got a couple of systems that are are sort of folding in on themselves and hurting uh, what could be and what should be a really, really good loot pursuit because they made good decisions. They're just kind of dragging it down by anchoring it to a slow charging lure process as well as an RNG bit of a choke point on what you can actually focus on the lure itself. So if you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. We're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the other audio podcast places, you can always use SNTR Live live.com to watch me live Monday through Friday and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a QA and a session that followed my talk and sort of review of Wrathborn Hunts. If you're listening to the audio version of this elsewhere, you can catch me live Monday through Friday at sntrlive.com. If you're like, man, I can't get involved in these live Q&As, we have a community Q&A forum now at sntrnetwork.com. So be sure to go to sntrnetwork.com, make a login, and join the conversation. We're going to start featuring highly upvoted community q and questions submitted there we haven't done this in a while but I am being joined by one of the co-hosts you can pay for co-hosts and VIP call in tiers of support to join me live on the air Greg is here say hello to the folks at home Greg hello <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I was so tempted yeah I, was. I could hear it I could hear it. the hesitation <laughs> The hesitation. he likes to say hello no and I, I think it's an awful joke uh, but uh, oh, it's so you know. good you may recognize his voice if you hung out for the twenty-four hours that we attempted to get a day one raid completion. Uh, he's the poor guy from across the pond that was way more tired than the rest of us. So you may uh, you may recognize oh, his voice.
1: I got so sick after that. I was I was yeah
0: yeah. yeah I, I I ended up in the hospital, <laughs> not yeah, because of the yeah. raid, not because of the raid, but yeah, I'd uh, we uh, I ended up with a, a coronary issue that was probably long standing so all right let's jump into the questions we got the first one here from torchwood says do you find it justified that Bungie charged an extra ten dollars for the season as opposed to including it with beyond light like season of the undying was included with the shadow keep especially considering the shadow keep added uh more loot sets well there's a couple of things i want to say here and obviously we'll get we'll get greg's uh opinion on it as well I really think Shadowkeep was thinner and smaller as an expansion. It's really tough to compare the two. Just everything they've done with Europa and the Empire Hunts and the Legendary Lost Sectors and the Cosmodrome and the the way the raid changed things uh, and the way that we pursue the raid loot and Variks... And stasis. I think all of that really overshadows what you got in Shadowkeep. I think Shadowkeep baked in Season of the Undying because Shadowkeep kind of needed it. Uh, it was it was it was a pretty small Rise of Iron sized uh, expansion, and Beyond Light is bigger. And so I think that's one of the reasons I think it's okay they did this. Second, I actually think seasonal content wise, this is more substantive than. The Vex Offensive and the Ikora stuff, they did. We got cutscenes, significant story developments with Osiris and the Crow and NPC with bounties and perks and benefits, boss fights we've never really done before, even though they're small and simple. Um, and so I know Vex Offensive was like, it's, it was its own instance and match-made activity with its own loot and everything. So that might feel like it was more substantive. But I do think the main reason they baked in Season of the Undying was to bolster Shadow Keep. And what we get on the season pass, in my estimation, is always generally worth the $10. You get an entire armor set, an entire ornamental armor set for all three classes. You get exotic, you know, emotes and ships and sparrows and ghosts and ornaments for your exotic. So when I look at all of that, I'm like, you know, th- that is well worth the 10 And in addition to that, we got a campaign and an activity and a loot pool for Wrathborn Hunt. So. I mean Greg, you wanna weigh in weigh in here? I mean people, you know, might think this that the ten dollars <laughs> feels a little unjustified since it was baked into Shadow Keep.
1: I kinda tend to agree purely. I mean, look, like when I first started, when we first had the conversation about like the value of Beyond Light, I was kind of on the side of Eh, not really. It's not really worth it. But as it's kind of gone on and they've dripped out stuff, I'm like, okay, you know what? Fair enough. I'll pay 40 bucks for this because it's worth it. Would I pay $10 for this? Eh, I don't know. I'd probably pay five, right? Purely because of the the pass. But apart from that, I mean... It's not tied into the 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 DLC like Shadowkeep and Undying was. I mean, Shadowkeep and Undying, at least the story content and the activities and everything were directly related to like Garden of Salvation and the Shadowkeep DLC. This feels very disconnected. It feels kind of janky in terms of like where it fits in with what we're doing. Um, honestly, it feels kind of slapped on like at the last second. Um, the, the lure thing is kind of cool, but... My biggest problem with it is that, you know, and I'm sure people will talk about this and ask questions, is that it's very indirect loot and you can't just farm it like you could with the Vex Offensive where like, okay, maybe you couldn't choose the gun, but you can get like 20 of each one just for one run. Um, and, I, and I don't know, it just, it it feels very, like on paper, it has a lot. But when you're actually playing it, I mean, I finished almost everything in like three hours. Granted, I'm a hardcore player, but I don't really see it. Being any being taking more than a week or two for the average person, so I don't, I I can't really say I'd pay ten dollars for it, maybe five. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Gilly's give Gilly's given pushback. He says, you know, we're rerunning strikes and killing reused old bosses in reused old places. Undying got a new content loop again. I look as undying was, for all intents and purposes, vex offensive was basically part of the expansion it wasn't meant to be um its own standalone season because if you take season of the undying away shadow keep starts to feel even a little bit more thin i feel like beyond light kind of stands on its own and then this seasonal content sort of you know off on its own as well now when we look at seasonal content after shadow keep like sundial and then the public tower events, and then the contact public event. Can you really say that Wrathborn hunts fall short? I mean, yeah, they fall short when compared to Sundial, an instance event that was that was uh, had random encounters and bosses, and a crescendo with a with a different boss at the very very end uh, in a Tam. And then, but the public tower event was not anything to write home about, and it sucked and wasn't fun. It was it fail rate was bad. And then the contact public event was literally a gambit a gambit bank in the public space like that's all it was so i don't know i i would say i would say if we compare it to those this is at least within the spectrum of seasonal content loops well but here okay my pushback on that is
1: okay season of dawn was like kind of ridiculous for the amount of stuff we got which is like i mean fine that's that's what they gave us for the price that's fine arrivals i think still far outweighs what we got in uh wrathborn right now i mean we got a lot we got a lot of story content with the rivals we got a lot of um like lore and we got all we got the direct loot purchase well semi direct loot purchases with the umbral recaster which i'm glad we're not getting a recaster but eh. we got like even okay worthy was not fantastic for the public event it was okay yeah it sucked it was bad But we still got legendary lost sectors with upgrades that we could use to make it better. We still got uh, loot bounties for that, which were direct. We still got good story content that pushed us in the direction of arrivals and that showed us uh, the darkness. Like everything from Shadowkeep onward flowed, right? And they gave us like pretty direct areas. And then we get to Wrathborn and it's like, where is this coming from? Why, Why are we doing this? Um why is the loot now such a stark contrast with how we get it and like what we're getting versus the last like four seasons and i just don't i don't feel like it's worth the 10 i I just can't i mean
0: yeah I, i i did forget about the legendary lost sectors in arrivals um it it, yeah, it I wonder if they've got more planned too, just because it's not expiring. So maybe they're gonna make them harder, make them better, do something yeah. with them later in the season. That is possible. I don't I don't I don't want to fall back on that as a defense of the season. Season of the hunt. Even if I think it's decent and worth the ten, it's structurally kind of bad. So I don't even like doing it. If that, you know what I'm saying? It's like nope. I, yeah, I don't I even it. want to charge the the freaking lure. Um, and and having people tell me they've gone weeks without seeing the waveframe grenade launcher is pretty discouraging. It's like, oh wow, so you can take all the time, um, you know, you can take all the time to charge the lure and not even get what you want out of it, you know. Um, I yeah I mean that's my
1: biggest criticism of it is it's I I like that they want to give us that direction but the thing and it's the same like I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out right now because I still disagree about the raid stuff okay the thing that frustrates me about it is that they make it a half step rather than just a full step it's like you can see where they just need to change one little thing to make it great and they just don't do it right so it just becomes frustrating like the lure thing is well you could you can choose the loot you want but Mm. what loot you can choose
0: from is completely random like why why is that a thing yeah but you see the difference with the raid is is eventually that pain point that pain point goes down week to week to week lures it's an ever-present frustration or chance that you might not get what you want like the reason i was pushing back it's not guaranteed
1: in the raid either
0: well, yeah, but come on. Eventually you're going to you're going to have all the stuff. Like that's it's it's not a persisting pain point. And and the main reason I push back on your criticism was in the history of the franchise, right? In the history of the franchise, we've actually never had this degree of control over loot pursuit in a raid. Like that's that's one of the reasons I push back. It's like, man, they got to be real careful cuz this was actually pretty significant with respect to how much control they gave us hmm i mean the conversation's not about it so all
1: we can move we can continue with the lure problem but
0: oh is that you're that's it you're gonna bow out
1: okay fine all right look here, all right th- no this is why i disagree okay maybe it comes from my frustrated experience all right i ran the raid i've i've done 18 clears on the raid all right or mm-hmm. 17 yeah 17 clears on the raid okay My third character of this week, I got three arms and two chest pieces. And that was my last run. Mm -hmm. If I want to go and get the first encounter chest, I have to run it three times to get 60 tokens, which is the quarter of a cost of an exotic from the kiosk. And I have done that four times. Mm -hmm. And I've only gotten arms. Mm -hmm. Like, if -hmm. they had drop protection, it'd be better. If they just gave it to me, it'd be better. Because my problem isn't like... I think people forget that... People are okay to just run stuff just to get the loot, right? Like the problem is when they when they put it there, they say, oh, you can get this, and they just keep giving you not what you want, but it takes so much time to do it, right? Like, it's not like a strike where I'm knocking it out in 10 minutes. Like even on a fast run, it's still 40 minutes to do it, and the average time is around like an hour and 20, an hour and 30. Right. Um, the thing is, give me the weapon, even if it's a terrible roll, and then I'm happy because at least I can grind out the raid for tokens to get direct roll purchases. That's why it's frustrating for me is because I'm stuck grinding it out for hours and hours and hours and hours, which yeah, this is a hardcore problem. I 100% admit that. But it's kind of also annoying because it's like right there,
0: Mm -hmm. but it's just not happening. The only reason I'm going to push back is you said 17. I'm going to round you up to 18. Okay, so 18. That is six weeks worth of raids under the old format. That's a month and a half. So you simulated getting halfway through, you you basically simulated getting halfway through an entire, you know, uh, half of a season and you did it in a couple of weeks, right? So you being able to do that is one of the reasons I think they need to be careful if they do drop protection because you've literally simulated half of a season in a couple of weeks and being able to do that along with drop protection, I think would turn it into Value Meal City. Like, we'd be right back to year three, year of the Value Meal. You'd basically be playing and ordering and playing and ordering. And I'm actually fine with that being a tipping point. Like, eventually, like I said, your frustration will go down and your volition and agency goes up. They start to trade places. Does that make sense? Like, you can't do that with the lure. The frustration's ever-present. You can always get a bad RNG week where you can't get the wave frame. And you gotta front do front do the charging crap, eventually your frustration should go down and your agency should go up, which I think is a better system than overshooting and giving you too much control. And you're, you know, a couple weeks in, you literally have all of the drops, and now it's just run it, pick, run it, pick. And and that was kind of the problem with Sundial. I, I mean, but then my pushback would be, okay, but that problem
1: is really only applying to like the two percent of the of the five to six percent of people who run the raids right mm-hmm. like i'm one of those people where like i've done three flawless runs in 18 clears and i've done like all the triumphs and stuff but that's like such a tiny percentage of like the actual like entire raiding community and it's also a, like and the rating community itself is small i mean like i 100% know that i am going into the territory of I'm going to knock stuff out very fast and I'm going to get everything very fast, right? Mm -hmm. Like if if you had even at the very least like draw protection, the average person is still only going to run the raid like maybe one or two times a week, right? So they're going to be having to sift through all that stuff on, Mm -hmm. on like max like one or two characters. And even if you had draw protection it would still take them like a month two months three months to get that stuff whereas like someone like me if i want to just knock it all out and start grinding directly for the rolls i can do that and the onus is on me to deal with the fact that i've chosen to to like reduce that grind for it right because like i the fun for me is in doing the raid it's not the loot Mm -hmm. i mean the loot is you know it's okay like actually no it's very good it is very good except for the scout but like i
0: just like the raid I, well, and what you're saying, Bada, is echoing what you're saying. That I'm I'm using a hardcore player as an example, and you know what about people who only do a couple of runs a week? And you, you've echoed that sentiment. So, I think what I would say is, drop rate protection is fine if it's only calculated week to week. So you can't brute yeah. force the drop protection by going nuts in one week. So, like, I can meet you in the middle here and say, okay, sure, even you and a casual player should both get to weeks three and four and feel a really good confidence of going in and be like, okay, I'm finally going to get boots and helmet this dadgum week and fill out my loot pool because drop rate protection is going to help you every week it's going to help you more I I just didn't want you to do 17 runs your first week and brute force drop rate protection which we don't want to legislate to the extreme but again they've given us so much agency if they overswing on player agency and intentionality they have to take it away and that's worse right now they could potentially turn the knob up a little bit and do essentially what we just said which is drop rate protection calculates every reset Um, so your odds of missing items go up week two three and four so by the time you get into the second month of the season you should have a fleshed out loot pool yeah no i yeah i can
1: i can agree with that yeah i can agree with like a weekly um limit
0: on a drop protection yeah because remember i argued for the prophecy dungeon system which was whatever drops that week that's what you get for the week you keep running it for those items and they're giving you actually a way around that with those caches so you know and I know it's 60 so it's it's pricey so it, it, it takes a minute um, but I mean, Prophecy Dungeon—they're—they're they're actually giving you a better logistical system than the Prophecy system that we all thought was so awesome. So I always want to push back and like, hang on, hang on, like let's not get immediately spoiled. You know there, there was that stand-up comedian that joked about the guy that like, as soon as he learned about Wi-Fi on the plane, and then he was really angry when it wasn't working. It's like you just realized it was even possible. It's like we've just realized this is even a possible system, and we're already asking for it to be better and more generous. And I'm like, whoa. We We need to to slow down just because, like I said, in the history of the franchise, they have never given us this degree of control. So I want to stand and clap and be like, yes, good job, and not be like, overbake it and give us too much control. Um, But I do think maybe a week-to-week protection could be good. And I would apply that to the exotic as well. I think by the time you get to your fourth or fifth week, if you're diligently running it, your odds of getting the rocket should should be going up as well. So people don't get into the Anarchy 1K Voices Valley of Despair where you're at run 50 or 60 and you still don't have it, you know? Oh, see, I heard there was drop protection on the rocket. I mean, I don't,
1: oh. it, I don't know if it was verified anywhere, but I heard people say it does hmm. have some protection. Like it starts at like 10% and then goes up by 2 every time, up to 50 or something. Like oh. I'm not... That, I don't know if that's true or not though so just you know I'll take that with a huge grain
0: of salt I mean obviously if in four or five weeks we we sense a sw- a, like a, a ground swell of people getting it that might be anecdotally slightly verifiable like if people are like oh yeah the drop rate seems to be going up now that we are uh you know now that we're this far um far into the season you know so yeah all right good discussion let's go to the next question. Orion. Do you think that Wrathborn hunts could be made more difficult while also increasing rewards? It feels like even on a tier three, my lament melts in one combo. Well, laments, you know, melt in everything, so I don't know <laughs> if that's the best example. But every time they make content, this is something I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out this drum from the closet and I'm just gonna go bang on it. Create difficulty. Spectrum, like it is so helpful to content. It 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 gives you so much movement and capital to say we made this thing and everyone can enjoy it. And this thing gets harder for the people that want more of the cool stuff, like a hard raid. You know, a hard you know uh, empire hunts and 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 um the a harder version of Wrathborn. I'm always going to pull this drum out and bang on it because I think there should have been a normal and a hard campaign. So people that didn't want to deal with sunsetting and didn't want to deal with seeing swords should be able to just play the campaign on normal. And I love playing it and being challenged and being by myself and dying against a campaign boss. Why? I'll never have that experience ever again. Once I'm at level, everything everything cowers before me. So I'm telling you, They have got to figure out that elasticity pivot on all the content. Do hard versions of content. You have a modifier that puts us below a delta. If you pair that with some positive modifiers to spice it up, it would be really enjoyable. I just, I, I don't know. But hear me out. There's nothing wrong with seasonal content loops being get it bake it drop it get it bake it drop it like i think that's fine but i do think that's where difficulty spectrum can come in and say well yes but this will be a little bit slower and it's worth your while what do you think greg i think uh
1: i mean i agree like the problem that i have is literally the first hunt we did and like because we did it together right it took us like 30 seconds to kill the boss I mean and that's like the first that's our introduction into the content i mean that that's you know as soon as that happened i was like oh is this is is this what we're getting going forward um i don't know i mean we know for a fact there is going to be elected difficulty as they like to call it now um for the for the hunts because of the triumphs so they are going to have higher things my issue and concern with that is what is that going to offer because we already have the loot choices from the lure we already have the currency from the lure we already have like you know the perk selection from the lure i mean there's still a seventh upgrade missing i don't know if that's going to be how you if that's going to be maybe like a direct loot route as opposed to rng or if that's going to be how you access the higher tier ones you know um mm-hmm. but I just I, I even with the elected difficulty, I the problem for me is that I don't see right now a reason to do that. Because mm-hmm. you can get everything and the way the system is set out right now, there's no reason to do it. I mean you just choose the weapon, you choose the, the boss, and you just do the easy one, you get it. Like the weapon's not gonna change. The only thing I can see is maybe it dropping I, actually I think he already offers a pinnacle, right? Like um mm-hmm. Crow already gives a pinnacle for the weekly, so Yeah. Yeah, I mean it would have been nice to have it start at a higher difficulty rather than or or even getting rid of the loot inside the lure and offering bounties and then opening that up with the higher level stuff I don't know
0: yeah and it could be all of the pain points we're describing now like RNG of what's available that could go away with the 7th lure it's harder Um, and then you can always pick what you want Chance for double drops, maybe. You know, the boss drops two. These are things I think that would motivate people uh, to do it. Also, uh, Vendetta is saying the thing that they've done before, which is the double perks. Oh, they could yeah. Do that. Yeah. Um, which I. <laughs> I generally think that tricks us into thinking the guns better than it actually is. Like I've rarely find myself being like, I'm so glad this has an extra perk. I'm constantly switching between the two. You generally settle into the God role that you prefer. Anyway, it's mathematically, I think more helpful maybe to get the God role, but it doesn't act. I don't necessarily think yeah. actually increases the value of the gun. Um,
1: I mean, I got one gun. The only weapon I have ever used a double perk on, is my Achilles' SMG between she- between disruption break and surrounded like that's it and right. even then I really don't switch between them very much mm-hmm. for me it's more of a you just have a higher chance of getting the role that you want
0: yeah and this is where they need to think about adept weapons because if they want to bring adept weapons to strikes I would imagine they would be putting those in nightfalls and their drop rate increases the higher the difficulty And then this is another area they could do it. Like, adept versions of all these weapons could be marginally cooler, better, extra perk, extra something. Uh, This is where I think the weapon system needs overhauled. So there's a clear distinction between a normal and an adept version of a weapon. So now every weapon they create, they get more capital from it because being able to go for an adept version of the grenade launcher or something, I think would be, would be awesome. Um, even if it's something as simple as a random extra perk or, uh, an extra mod slot with adept mods that are, you know, I don't know, marginally, you you know, better or make it stand out or whatever. Like this Mm -hmm. is, this is, this is an area where I think they need to make a foundational change so that then the hard mode isn't this quandary of like, what do we do with the harder version? Well, you, you, you flip the adept. What
1: switch. can you do? Right? <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, the weapon is the weapon, and
1: the you know in the mods. Like, I think they kind of again they painted themselves into a corner with the with the lore system for the higher difficulties because there is literally no reason
0: to do it well you can see it in the raid armor right they created armor 2.0 they create a container they create a foundation and then when you get raid armor there's this extra little thing there's this extra spot and if they were to update weapons and give them a weapons 2.0 treatment create a good container that has that flexibility so a trials adept or a strike adept raid adept and in this case a wrathborn adept weapon Mm. um you just you you create you create that 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 elasticity so that there's a clear distinct difference and now i know what's the value transmission of harm mode oh the weapons have this 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 extra thing this extra bell this extra whistle um so yeah Yeah, uh, they could have like go
1: ahead i was gonna say they could have had it so like oh if you're doing the the top tier like 1280 wrathborn hunts you could get like hive like zivu or wrath hive mods or something where you Mm -hmm. do more damage against hive you know on on the season of hunt weapons right like stuff like just just simple things that just would have made it just you know gives them a little bit more room to play around with and gives us more choice with the weapons
0: and Dominic says how do you solve the issue of people being like I got this god roll the regular version of the gun I don't care about trying to get the god roll on the adept version because it took so long yesterday we said that if you got so many versions and you broke them down it would give you basically and I know people are like I'm sick of currency I'm sick of currency it would give you an adept currency that would allow you to eventually turn your existing god roll into an adept like almost like an infusion process so chasing the adepts would have two purposes the chance of you getting your god roll again and it being adept but also slowly inching your normal one to adept by giving you uh, a currency that you get from breaking down the the gun Um, I don't really know of another way of doing it because you're right if I spend a month grinding for a god roll hand cannon from the raid and then all of a sudden there's a hard mode version of the raid and there's an adept version of that gun that is going to feel like a bit of a gut bust it's like oh wow really now I gotta go try and get it again Um, there's a part of me that thinks that's okay because it extends longevity but there's also a part of me that feels like you're always going to have people second-guessing themselves why bother grinding for this right now hard mode's gonna come out and then that's the real version of the gun I want you never want anybody feeling that way as if it's a futile effort or a fool's errand to go for the god roll now Ah, that's a waste of your time the adept versions coming in three weeks now we're back to the whole
1: selecting the loot at the end of the raid right because if you had an adept version of the weapons on the raid you could say, alright, well, once you run the hard mode of the raid, you have access to buying adept rolls.
0: Right, but that would take... The, 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 just the pure RNG there... Again, well, you're... Get pretend- rid of it. If you're running a hard mode,
1: just get rid of it.
0: Get rid of what?
1: Get, like, have the weapons... If you've unlocked the weapons in the normal raid, have the rolls directly purchasable. Like, have a random roll purchasable at the end of a hard, of a hard mode raid for adept.
0: But even then I could still run it 18 times and buy 18 hand cannons and not get my adept heart god roll that I I already have a god roll of the hand cannon.
1: But you still have a better than normal version of the hand cannon. True, even true. Even if it's not a god roll, you know what I'm saying? Like at least then you're not like spending 2 months grinding the same like trying to get the same role and hoping that it's like a you know like at least you have some kind of thing without dumping a ton of time on and you feel like you're not you're not having to fight the rng to get another like adept weapon like you've already invested the time in the raid now you're being rewarded for mastering the raid and doing the hard
0: version and they could do what horn joe is saying is normal could help you with the hard mode so they could add a modifier to hard mode that says like Raid weapons do increase damage or something. You do the same thing with Wrathborn Hunts. If you did a hard version of Wrathborn, Wrathborn Guns could get... There could be a modifier that says Wrathborn Guns do increase damage or something. So then you do get a benefit from having those... Those guns and those, you know, you're like oh, I was gearing up for hard mode I mean, that was always how it felt in Vogue and other raids anyway, you wanted to get all the VOG weapons and Oracle Disruptor and all that because you knew when hard mode came out they would help, and, you know, Wrath of the Machine felt that way, grabbing charges, you took less damage when you carried a Scorch Cannon, you were had more increased agility, I think that was the boots and the chest piece was the charges and then the gauntlets were uh, heavy dropping from Fallen at the helmet was something with orbs i think anyway made you feel like you were gearing up for hard they could bring that feeling back as well i mean from
1: some spoilers we apparently are going to get hard modes for like everything
0: but there i would celebrate that as long as there is a sensible loot motivation it can't be like hard mode menagerie and hard mode sundial those felt weak as far as loot motivation goes (laughs) yeah next question from reynard says as a solo player i find that i can fill in power level slots on weapon and armor slots easily with the four selectable powerful drops when unlocked should this be an option be passed to other vendors i mean in general i think leveling doesn't need to be rng based I think when you make leveling RNG based, you're you're creating pain that now you're trying to solve with vendors and selecting and everything else. Like I, I have continued to say, I just think leveling should be automatic. For those asking who the other person talking is, we haven't done this in a while. You can select a tier of support that allows you to co-host Q uh, and A and call in sessions with me. We have multiple tiers of membership, uh, and Greg. Uh, Mr. Hot Brolo is on the line with me. He bought a co-host, uh, I think, back in October, and never used it. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, that level of support, you can you can bank it and save it." So uh, that's what we're doing right now. I I just think that leveling in general needs to be automatic. The the idea that like you can have one week and everything lands right, and the next week nothing lands right, you're trying to meet a pain point that I don't even think should exist. If you put in 10 hours in week one, week two, and week three, all of those 10 hours should net almost identical progress tracking for yourself so you don't feel like, well, got screwed this week. Like, I just, I don't think that needs to be an experience. RNG, I think, can screw you with respect to gear drops, but I don't think it makes sense to have RNG doing that on. on 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 leveling i mean i do you think leveling should stay as it is greg and they should be giving you selectable powerful drops and giving you more agency over what drops or do you think leveling in general needs kind of changed
1: i you know pre beyond light i would have said no they got to change it but to be honest i've really enjoyed leveling this this season and this dlc it's been I mean, like when we did day one, I was already at 1250 plus. I mean, granted, that was like two weeks of heart of like a tense grind. But I mean, the, from the people that I've played with and know it, they, they don't have a problem with it. They they're enjoying it. Um, the powerfuls are like, OK, they're kind of like plus ones, but they're pretty plentiful. Um, I think. Yeah, it's it's really not that big of a deal anymore. I think they've they've spread it out enough and they've sprinkled in enough powerful sources as they've, you know, dripped content out now, especially the pinnacle stuff. There's, there's actually quite a lot of pinnacles now where you can just get, like, plus three, plus four. And the spread seems to be a little... It seems to be a little better. Like, I, the RNG feels a little better to me. I mean, maybe there are some people that have, like, terrible RNG still, but it personally, like, I've had a pretty good experience with it. And uh, the other thing I would say is, like, with the way they're designing content they kind of have to make it random because as someone who's been at 1250 for a while or now i'm at now i'm at like 1268 or whatever but the content is incredibly easy like being at level for the current content that they're giving us is very very easy so I don't mind that leveling is a bit slower because I think it, it's more enjoyable to be slightly under or like, you know, within the delta than it is to be at level or above. And I just I don't know. Yeah, I just don't really feel like it's a pain anymore. I feel like it's pretty fun because the activities are fun. I mean, apart from playlist activities, um, I think that the direct options they've given where you can get it is is fine. And the pinnacles are pretty plentiful. So it's, yeah, I, it, right now it's fine.
0: I think my problem with leveling is that I think it still hurts those who don't play as much and I think those of us that play a lot it it has slowly refined itself so we I think we glide over the remaining pain points I think we glided over them in Forsaken by pure hours of contribution and I think that in Shadowkeep mm. we glided over the remaining pain points just because we could, we could do almost all of the milestones and backfill with currency right and I think now we're also able to glide over again just by playing a bunch we can't really backfill anymore with uh, with tokens so yeah. I think it's better but I still think backfilling should be automatic and RNG should not make one casual players weak vastly different than another if you only can put in 2 hours a night you you hit around 8 or 10 hours a week you gotta think some of us are hitting that in a day and a half you know without breaking a sweat so we're able to take an entire week of progress and do it in a day so the bad RNG we don't feel it as much we're frustrated but then we just move on to the next thing their bad RNG literally may be the culmination of their week and they're like great another you know pair of boots you know The only thing I would say is that you got to kind of be careful with
1: balancing RNG versus like just giving everybody the same reward regardless of how much time you put in, right? Like one thing I will say is that it should be a given that the campaign, because I know that new light players don't have a problem with this because they get spit out pretty high, but the campaign by the end of it should absolutely spit you out at soft cap because when we finished it, or at least when I finished it, I was at like 20 under soft or even no, even more than that. Cause did I grinded you, out the, <laughs> I did, you did disconnect a lot
0: day thing. one. Did you, like, did you get disconnected during the campaign? I, yeah. I got a lot of disconnects on day one. Um, I think that was screwing with drops. Cause some of my drops were great and some were, were messed up and people were like, I don't understand why you're getting drops that are so low when they played, they had a different experience. I'm wondering if there was a, if there was a server, sync issue with the disconnects i was getting disconnect like in the middle of missions um so but i agree with you if it was a glitch or not you shouldn't end a campaign and be like when why i'm not even strong enough to do the side missions
1: yeah like you shouldn't be coming out of the campaign and going oh i still have to do a bit of extra grind before i can start you know maximizing my use of powerfuls or whatever you know like i don't who wants to waste a powerful just to hit soft cap like that's I mean, I don't know how well they've explained the uh, new light stuff with the soft and the hard cap and everything. Um, I've heard it's pretty good, but it, it's it's kind of silly to me. I, I'm hoping it was just our our day one problems.
0: Well, and I still think Infusion needs to go away and slot leveling makes the most sense. I mean, just the other day, we were yeah. wanting to experiment with malfeasance and someone's like, I don't have an upgrade module and I can't buy one because uh, the currency needed is a sunset currency. That is... That is precisely everything that is wrong with infusion. You have an endgame hardcore player in a raid at level and they can't infuse their malfeasance because they number one, they need a piece of loot to throw away. You need loot to throw away to do the infusion and you need an upgrade module, which means you need the currency to buy. It's so unnecessary. That person has earned... You know 1238 on their primary every primary they equip unless it's been sunset should just be 1238 it should take on the highest equipable number of that slot i just it's so archaic and it, dumb at this point it doesn't
1: make any sense and it, like what what's even worse is that upgrade modules like don't drop in the wild at all anywhere and they've allowed a system somehow i mean dmg and cosmo keep coming back with like oh it's it's the rng system it's just how it is i'm like it should never have been that you can do sunset materials for both upgrade modules four days a week
0: like well and i get tired mm. of that as the excuse because i don't think they're telling the truth they said they didn't know what zur's inventory was going to be that's a lie they said, a lie. That, yeah. they said that they didn't know what was going on with ATIS frames and then they just punted and made them all available at the same time it's like I yep like, come on guys like quit with this oh it's RNG like the game has a will of its own no it doesn't like there's there's not some Wizard of Oz behind the curtain pulling levers like go in there and either change it or make upgrade modules purchasable with something not planetary material based
1: you, they literally have a list of materials tied to the slot. Just knock one of them out to have no planetary materials. Yeah. Right? To, or no... N- take those materials out of the list for one of the slots. And the worst thing is that Spider doesn't even sell them anymore. You can still... No, you can't earn any of them because the planets are gone. So, like, yeah, yeah. You, you're stuck. Like, if you don't have them, that's it. You're just, you're just out of luck. You gotta sit in the raid and hope that somebody else can infuse something because you don't have any upgrade modules because they don't drop anywhere and you can't buy them.
0: Well, and and Dolphin's saying, I believe Bungie has these pain points for materials to keep people playing in the games, but, like, what's a new player supposed to do when they don't have upgrade modules? They go to a vendor who's asking for currency that they don't even know what that currency is. They're like, what's that? It's from a planet that doesn't exist. Like, it's... (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, and then, in infusion <laughs> is attached to like 18 different problems just get rid of it go to slot leveling the game looks at your character as if slot leveling is a thing anyway it views every slot as if it's highest equipable. so like just do it and then obviously if something is capped at 1260, if you equip it, it pulls that slot down. It, it cannot, it's immune to the effect of the slot. I know this would require them to go through and restructure some things. So it probably wasn't in the cards for this year. But man, oh, oh man, I mean, it's they kind of already dove. do that, right?
1: They kind of already do because they like, and this, this again is like, how do they explain this? Right. They, yeah, it looks at your overall thing, your overall level. But we know for a fact, because you've tested it and other people have tested it your your weapon level if it's lower than your overall let like even if you're 1258 right if your weapon is at like if if the reason you're being dragged down by like 20 levels or whatever is your weapon but you're still within the delta your weapon's not going to act like it's within the delta it's going to act like it's at 1050 and do no damage mm-hmm. so even that system is already there even the cap on the slot is already there because the weapon's capped and that yet they
0: still look at the overall level so they they yeah they don't really have an excuse for it honestly. You can get upgrade modules via Ghost Perkin Strikes Crucible or Gambit. I yeah, it's so low. <laughs> that's just it's not so an Somebody on our team ran the matter gem, okay, through the entire raid and didn't get a single upgrade module. Well, and that's like saying leveling is fine for casuals because powerfuls keep dropping in strikes. No they don't. Like they barely drop. Like I just it's just that the drop rate's so low it's not even it's honestly not even worth mentioning they shouldn't even have mentioned it it should have just been like a surprise because people basically started running the content hoping to continue to get powerfuls and they uh, they didn't so I don't yep. know <laughs> it's like I don't know it's in it, more and more I just think they're I, I do think they're evolving the game and they're they're helping the game move forward but they have some systems they just have to trim off and cut, and, and I think Infusion's one of them. Just it's time for it to go. So, yeah, I agree. Horn Joe says, "As the Wrathborn hunts are lasting a year, apart from adding sunsetted weapons, what could Bungie do to revitalize it each season?" Um, this is a great question. There's all. Th- this is something I'm I'm wondering what Bungie's going to consider doing, which is, um, if. If they're not really reinvigorating Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit, it would be weird to be like, hey, Wrathborn hunts are four months old. They really need some help. No, no, they don't. You know, like, give give Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit some love first. It would be what I would say. And one of the main reasons I would say that is they're part and parcel to so many of the dadgum grinds in Destiny. That's why they need to be loved first. I, I, you don't necessarily need to hit the fourth or the fifth month and be like, "Hey, Wrathborn's getting some new loot." I'd be like, "Man, g- Strikes and Crucible and Gambit are, are are dying for some love." And again, I know they put the Pulse Rifle in Crucible, Grenade Launcher in Gambit, and the Shotgun in Strikes, but there's no way to chase them, and their drop rates are all over the place. I think when you run the perk on the on the Ghost, they drop like every second or third, but still it's it's it, it's one. And Ashton's saying, the problem is they're free-to-play. Here's something Bungie needs to figure out. And they need to figure this out for Strikes, Gambit, Crucible, Iron Banner, anything that's free-to-play. Figure out how to have a loot pool for paying, p- paying consumers and how to have a basic pool for the free-to-play players. Like, they've got to figure that out. I should be able to go to Zavala and there should be... Bounties, frames, whatever, boons, like I've described before, like a drop boon for a gun that increases the drop rate of the gun in the strikes, and that's grayed out if you don't own the season. You got you do the same thing for Iron Banner. You base level recycled crap for all these free-to-play players. Cause I don't care about their experience of new loot in strikes and iron banner, cause that doesn't matter. But you got to start saying, here is a threshold of Stuff for money. They do it with the season pass, and it likely turns into good conversions. You get to like level ten on the season pass. You see all that stuff on the bottom rung grayed out because you're not you're not paying for it, right? And then you you pay for it. The same thing would happen if you went to vendors and 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 activities, and you're like, oh wow, there's two or three guns that they added to this vendor for the season, and I can't get them because it's grayed out. I, I I don't I don't own. The season pass. You can't get the Europa guns to drop on Europa if you're free to play. Like, come on. Like, they've got to figure out how to do that because if not, you're just going to slowly kill anything that's free to play is going to get cannibalized by, well, we have to put a bunch of junk in there. Like, it, it there's got to be a way forward here. Same with Trials. Wait. When they revitalize Trials with new gear and you're free to play, you shouldn't be able to gain the new stuff if you're not paying. Go ahead, Greg.
1: No, I was gonna say, like, did you say that Europa weapons can or
0: can't for drop for free to play? They cannot drop for free to play. I thought they could. What? So if they're patrolling yeah, Europa, the, they can get the guns. the The
1: Europa, like the planetary guns, have always been free for free to play players. Like you can get the you can get the um, the Forsaken ones for free from open world. You can get the the moon ones. Um, not not all the moon weapons, but there are there are some that you can get for free i don't know i don't know if it's applied to europa though
0: i think that Um, probably only becomes the case when when it gets thrown into free to play yeah you cannot go on europa right now as a free-to-play player and get the europa armor or weapons that is only with the expansion they get the world drops they're going to get the um they're probably getting all the arrivals guns and, and and warmind uh guns not warmind i'm sorry um uh, worthy gun oh, what
1: so if they if they kill like a brig they're not going to get any europa guns they're just going to get some random like seventh serif weapon i guess
0: yeah seventh serif weapon or an Umbra weapon yeah 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 they, they mm. that would be super weird i mean obviously they wouldn't have varics as an npc but yeah you you have to um you have to be an owner so they already have a system that does that right like you, <laughs> no, so, Iron, you know gilly the, the, the said other...
1: that they can get the they can get them from the brig's
0: I don't think they can
1: because because they're still in the world. I I thought they could. I don't know somebody's going to have to like who is a f- current free to play player is going to have to like weigh in on on it because from what I know of of the like destination stuff that's free like the the weapons was one of them, but I I'm not I really don't know.
0: Um Eugene saying the Briggs only drop Europa loot if you have unlocked the Europa loot um, Big Worm says I play free to play you can't do anything with Is free to play right but if you kill one of those wandering Briggs Big Worm and the chest drops it's like an HVT do you can you get the Europa can you can you get the Europa guns from that chest I think Eugene is right it, it, it that chest is based off of what you've unlocked and as a free to play you can't I, I think that's how it okay. works
1: <clears throat> honestly like i've been kind of no-braining all the varic stuff so i don't remember what half the unlocks <laughs> are. i've unlocked all of them so at this point it's like i don't remember which ones are tied to him like in what is just open world stuff yeah um, big worm says okay, you cannot
0: yeah. get any of the europa gear okay cool cool, cool. that would be super okay, weird because right. they, yeah, they spawn would... at a decent rate i mean you could just sit there and yeah. farm it's it. every
1: time a blizzard comes in you get the brig mm-hmm. um as for the go ahead were, you, were, were if you are you do you want to continue with the Rathborn hunt thing or
0: no I was just going to say so we already have an example of a of a of a place and an activity pool that doesn't give you the drops if you don't pay and iron banner crucible gambit and, and the strikes could be treated in a very similar way yeah I think they have to because honestly like it's it's so muddied right now
1: for like what played players get versus free to play it's kind of like well the screenshot I sent in the chat earlier, right? It was they listed Iron Banner, the Dawning, the season pass, and the seasonal exotic on both the free and the paid tiers mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's that, that's kind of, you know, that's a bit of cheeky padding there on like it's a little, you know, a little sus. But I mean,
0: people thought I was being over analytical when I looked at the season of arrivals. I did the same thing you did. I compared the free and the paid and it was muddied it was they were they they were both lists were almost identical it didn't look like you got much for paying and i i I highlighted that i said that's bad value transmission
1: oh it's just not clear it's just not clear because it's it makes it 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 makes it seem very deceptive um but as for the the wrathborn hunts lasting a year honestly it depends on how they end the season right like if they end the season with We kill Zivu Arath and the Wrathborn are supposed to like disappear completely or something or be held back. That I'm not really sure how much more they can do with it. If they make it an open thing where okay, we killed him, but it's too late and Sabathun is still like, you know, putting stuff out, then I still like the idea of putting Wrathborn monsters, Wrath monsters into the playlist, like the strike playlist, where and then maybe like. If you kill all of them in the strike, then you get a full charge, right? And maybe, okay, that's a bit of a grind and a grind because you have to go into the strike playlist and you have to kill the monsters. But for me, I feel more okay with it because I know if I kill all of them, I charge the lure and I also maybe can get currency and it's, it's tying the activity into the content in a way that doesn't just feel like a trivial task just to do the task, like okay i have to run the strike but the reason is we have to go through the strikes and kill the wrath monsters in order to reduce their presence and then we're charging the lure at the same time and getting a full charge in one rather than having to run three strikes to get three right or you know Mm -hmm. something like that and that could extend the like the length of this like that could add you know a bit more extra currency for you to get more pulls from Crow, it makes the playlist feel a bit better because it's not just the same exact thing over and over. Um maybe they could add uh more like the sunset weapons. I know it's like apart from that, but they could add some sunset weapons to the bosses and then instead of having the lure if you do higher elected difficulties each boss has a set pool of weapons they can drop and then instead of the lure being a random weapon you can say okay this boss you can choose between this gun and this gun or like let's say you have the season 12 uh like the blast 2 and and you could choose that or you can choose like a seven seraph weapon right from that particular boss rather than where it is now, where it's just random what you could get. Like, the fact that they're leaving it in means that they have the option to completely change how it goes later down the season. Or later down the year, I mean. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot of options.
0: They could remove the need to charge the lure, right? They could make it like a... Uh, it's it's always charged when we get into the next season. So, like, if you feel like engaging with the content, you can just do it whenever you want, you know? Right. They could say something to the effect of, like, this has become a great effective way to keep zebra Wrath's forces back, but we need the lure, uh, you know, to stay charged. So we're going to have you know spider take a look at it and spider does something to it you know who who cares and it stays charged and it becomes its own power source so you're cutting a stage yeah. out of it because at that point if i want to run wrathborn hunts cutting that step out i think would be good especially if they add some of the depth that you were even talking about like then it becomes its own activity and it's not overshadowing because in in the next season who's really going to want to go charge a lure and do all this when there's another activity and another (laughs) loophole coming you know
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well that depends on if they like start turning them into free-to-play content right because i mean i know that they said um yeah like next year you can go back and do all of it for free you just won't have the season pass right so it's like okay the people that will be doing the stuff next, like doing season of the hunt next season, maybe, I don't know if like, if they're going to make it free at the end of the year or if they're going to make it free by season, you know what I mean? Like they haven't, they haven't really given us an idea of how that works. They've just said like, that's what's going to happen. I mean, it could be that free to play players like are just a season behind with content every time. And that's why they just leave it in. Um, They just miss out on the season pass stuff.
0: I don't think they'll do that. I think they wait a while before they they absorb free to play stuff. I don't think they'll do it as soon as the season's over that 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 would start to make people feel like well, I'm just gonna not buy the season. you know what I mean the value of the season. Has I mean to I be agree I just I don't know what their plan is, yeah. Alright, next question from Rackus. What if, as another endgame sandbox loot goal, Adept was to become a grindable trait on weapons you have masterworked? This would be a good pairing with something we've kind of already said, so we don't want to spend too much time on this. We We, we already kind of dealt with this, but I do think this is a good way of couching it to say you could chase the Adept version of the weapon, and if you get the god roll, yay. But if not the entire time your existing god role could be working toward the grindable trait of being adept. You know, um, I, I, I would say this would be another great way of kind of putting it into a, a container that's sensible and respectful of the player without making it really easy to flip a switch and then, oh, it's adept. Like, they did that with the raid armor and levy where they added the mod slots. You didn't have to regrind for any of the armor, you just suddenly got it. Like, you wouldn't want it to be a light switch of well yeah just turn your god roll into adept um do you have anything to add here greg about you know the mechanism where you could change something
1: i kind of like it but i also kind of feel like i mean i never played like i didn't play d1 so i don't know how special like adept weapons were um my only concern would be if doing that would make them feel less like special and less unique, uh being able to just grind it out into an adept weapon. But -hmm. at the same time, I kinda like the idea because it's it goes back to what someone said earlier. It's where do you want to be grinding out the same activity just at a slightly like higher difficulty just to get the same gun with the same role? Or do you want to grind out your weapon and turn it into a better version of itself? Right? And I think if, I mean, or you could have an alternative, like you suggested, where you have a slot, you know, and you get adept mods, or you get improved mods, like I said, with like, okay, you do a 1250 or a 1280 seasonal activity, and you can have a mod that gives you, like, more damage against certain enemies based on the season for the seasonal gun, like, -hmm. and then that could be an adept version of the seasonal weapon, I mean... there's a lot of there's different things you can go for it, but I don't I think grinding it out is not a not a terrible idea.
0: Yeah, it's almost like you want the two things to have a happy marriage where while you're chasing the God roll adept, you're also sort of like secondarily investing in the existing gun. So, you know, if a couple weeks go by and you don't get the God roll adept, you already have a God roll that you can decide alright, this is gonna hurt all this currency I've been earning, you know, by breaking down those adept weapons, you know, it would hurt. You'd be like, boom, it's all gone. I spent it all turning this one gun adept. It would need to feel like that, and not just oh, I got two or three to drop and now all my guns are adept. Like It would need... You'd want two to kind of coexist. One is, yeah, I got the god roll. This is awesome. It's adept, and it's exactly the role I was looking for. And it replaces the existing god roll. Or you know it's 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 secondarily helping you uh, invest in your existing guns that you already chased so
1: well I, I like the idea actually of the of the currency to do it too because you could have the hard mode version of raids or like whatever activity that on top of whatever loot they decide to put in yeah you get some like adept currency that you would use to reset the gun to an adept state um and then you'd have to like masterwork it with whatever you want but you could gain like an adept slot on the weapon at the same time
0: yeah yeah uh next question from clap for you although the hunts have some decent weapons nothing exciting to chase though do you find that the long gap between the charge of the cryptolith causes disengagement of the weapon chase yeah, this is something I covered uh, in the video, and so that's fine. These these questions are submitted ahead of time in the Discord. That's an advantage of being uh, a paying member, is you can submit questions ahead of time. But sometimes it gets covered in the talk. But I I, I do I would like to restate, you know, just for the sake of Q&A, and then we can get Greg to, to chime in as well. The disproportionate nature of the grind and sort of the dissonance of spending, you know, 80% of my time charging the lure... Uh, and then only about twenty percent of my time driving on my sparrow and killing the bosses. You know, it, I might even be being too favorable there. It's like a ninety ten split. Uh, it's like a ninety nine point five to 0.5 split. <laughs> yeah, because if you if you even consider driving like flying to the planet and driving on your sparrow as also being part of like the 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 prerequisite, you know, to killing the boss and getting the drop, it is. It's like a ninety five five split. I mean, you spend almost no time fighting the boss and getting the drop in comparison like get out a stopwatch and time it it's absurd uh that is likely leading to the disengagement i think the easiest fix they could push out is they could say all three charges fully charged lure comes from one playlist activity whatever your favorite is go run it gambit a uh, a crucible match or a strike and when you're done it's fully charged That way, throughout the week, as you're charging it, you're working on milestones, just kind of, oh, I'll run a strike. It's charged. Cool. And then you go and you get all your guns. I'll run another strike. And so you're you're what you're doing is instead of focusing on milestones, milestones are becoming a secondary uh, you know, grind to you pursuing the loot. It's the other way around right now. It's like strikes and milestones and crucible and gambit milestones those feel like the main thing you're doing and that's passively charging the lure i would flip that i would flip that around personally uh i'm not sure what you think here greg i mean i i agree like the the for me it's it's it's
1: just the dis. like i feel more disrespected by the fact that the fights are easy rather than the fact that my time has been like unevenly split if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. like the bosses have next to zero health they have no extra mechanics and all they do is drop some currency and then whatever rng lure reward you decide to do Mm -hmm. and the thing that kind of makes it even funnier to me is that two of the five weapons you can get just from running strikes anyway because you have the scrounger bonus on the season pass so if you want the the scout or the grenade launcher, not the waveframe, but just the blast batou. Okay. Then you can <laughs> you can just run the strikes anyway. And all the same thing with the armor. All the armor drops from strikes crucible gambit because they're on the pass. So it's like the only reason to do them is if you want to get the friction fire, the Corsair's Wrath, which to be honest is actually an incredibly good linear fusion. Um or the or the waveframe launcher. And it's like, do you really want to grind out three strikes or three whatever to get that and then go and maybe like not even have <laughs> not even have the right the right uh mod mm-hmm. on by accident or something, you know? Like and the worst part is that or I wouldn't say the worst part, something else that's kinda of funny to me, is if somebody has already beaten the lure boss, you don't even have to do that. You literally can just instance into a planet and if somebody's already beaten it you can just hit track straight away
0: yeah or yeah. or
1: actually one time when i was doing a, a score in one or a uh, i would say i think it's a hive one actually i i didn't even have to do that i literally was taken instantly to the lure because i uh, to the to like the start of the hunt because somebody had already killed it and the timer ran out on the on the tracking thing so all i had to do was just follow the trail to the to start the thing and i'm like S- so what what is the activity here right and i i, al- I also don't really understand like why we kill the mini boss he runs away we finish it off and then we do that like I- it's just a it's a very bizarre balance of time and it you know all- they just kind of sh- keep shooting themselves in the foot every step of the way with it too yeah
0: yeah yeah, I, I don't necessarily even know if the bosses need to be hard. It'd be cool if there was a mechanic where, you know, if you do it right, you get more drops or something or more currency. Like, you get the boss to walk through the green stuff and every time you do that, they drop some of the stuff when you're shooting them in there. And so, like, you could go in and melt or you could go in and, you know, play the boss in a particular way. Like, the I, I think it's okay for them to create these... Um, how do I want to say it if you go fast that's great but there's the option to go slow and there's a benefit to going slow I, you know I, I think they could they, they could afford to consider uh, some of those options they, they did that with the challenge for Vosik you know if you made the fight last longer and slammed all of the rooms with the charges you got extra drops and you could do similar things in these fights like hey, let's make them easy for everybody to go in burn them down really fast, but if you extend the fight and do all these other things, you're going to get more drops and then you're you're incentivized to play in a way that's not so mindless, you know, hit them with your Nova and they're gone. Like, I mean, I get their shield down and just Nova them most of the time. That seems to be one of the fastest ways to do it. Uh, That, maybe Celestial, would be another really fast one. So... I, I I think that there's a there's probably a handful of ways they could consider um, giving us fight options that have a benefit tied to it, as opposed to what they tend to do is they just try to stop us with immunity phases and. I just groan now every time I go into fights. It's like the new Omnigal fight, and every time I ran a strike today, I felt like, "Yep, here's another strike where you stop me from doing what I'm really good at, for the for, for only so the fight lasts longer. Like that's the only reason you're doing it. It's like that that just starts yeah. to get old. So it's like extending fights as a way of endurance, like they did with Vosik like as a challenge or as an option or heroic whatever uh i think could be a good thing they could look into because the mechanics are there i mean they do it with pub events you do a thing it turns heroic and the fight's different you know and and slightly uh slightly longer
1: like maybe it could be a thing of oh okay you want to make it heroic so you have to kill all the little mini like orange bars that come up you know that spawn the little circles so you can do damage you kill all of them and then it turns into a like enraged wrathborn boss or something and you have like a bit they have more health they do more damage but you get a better reward i think like some you know people who take the stance of well i'm doing it past the strikes passively anyway you know and it's fine i'm like okay well from a lot of people you do three strikes so that's one charge because after that there's zero reason to run them because there's no unique loot there's no weapons particularly to chase in them then you got one charge, and you might get the rule that you want. Mm-hmm. It's like it's yeah. like that's a terrible time investment. Yeah, you know you you're better off like spending your time investing in Varrick's on Europa and getting exact like getting like you know the two minute bounties <laughs> to get the weapons.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think they nailed the Europa and the Europe the they nailed the expansion content loop much better. so the season pass Absolutely. feels a little sloppy. <laughs> Because the, the expansion is yeah. right on the money and I think that's probably highlighting it as you come from beyond light Europa raid the raid currency how it respects your grind and the way that you can directionally you know target stuff in legendary lost sectors and empire hunts and all of that and then you come to the season of the hunt and you're like what in the heck is this like it stands out more against the backdrop of how good they did the, the, loot, the loot pursuit and content loop in the expansion itself so
1: yeah, no, I agree. They, they really nailed... Like, I feel very pleased with the with the loot, roots, loot routes in um, Beyond Light.
0: Yeah. I think they
1: did a really good job.
0: Yeah. Darksider with the second to last question here. The system feels like a massive downgrade compared to previous seasons. As a player now, I barely get any loot. In previous seasons, picked up four to six weapon bounties and get multiple legendary weapons. Should Hunts give more than one drop of the chosen weapon. Well, here's where I'm actually going to push back a little bit. I thought the umbral system was was actually bad because it it was good and bad at the same time. It was bad because going back to the tower with an armful of them and just being like bam 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 and and walking away with, you know, four or five gnawing hungers and two or three of the scout that just again that that's that's that no matter what you want to call it that's a token system you're going back to the tower with tokens and you're token slamming for a vendor to spit out guns you just get to pick more what you have more control over what the vendor spits out and that i don't think is the right way to do it i actually think this system is good they just have to smooth out these edges of rng and then the, and then the bottleneck of the prerequisites not being so disproportionate to the actual content itself and I think if they were to do that this is superior to the experience of the umbrals again I just I feel like the umbrals is a is a token NPC slam in disguise it's all it is I, it's like I'm getting something out in the world and then going back to the tower going in a menu and hitting a button a bunch of times and outspits all of the weapons that I'm looking for I, I I just don't think that's how we should be acquiring loot Um... And this is so close to being exactly what we said about Umbrals. Reverse the process. I focus the lure on what I want, and the loot drops from the boss. That's like, that is one-to-one what we said about Umbrals. You can go back and watch the content. We always said that. Just reverse it so the drop is exciting when it drops out in the world, so that instead of going back to the tower with eight Umbrals, over a period of an hour to two hours, I've gotten eight drops periodically. And... Th- that is that is why i don't think this system needs to be completely obliterated um because rhythmic drops tied to content is better for the player experience and i think it's better just for basic psychology of dopamine hits and people feeling like they're getting a reward for what they're doing as opposed for it being super disconnected this is one of the reasons the prerequisites I think are so frustrating you're spending all this time not getting anything and then everything's back here on the back end umbrals were the same way you spent all this time getting basically nothing and then you go to the tower and you get it all at once so that's I don't want the baby getting thrown out with the bathwater here. I think we, we we did that with skeleton keys and so many loot pursuits that instead of them being refined, they just get jettisoned from the game. I think the system's good. They just need to tweak a couple of pieces of it. Like I thought the Umbral system was good, but they needed to tweak some pieces of it. And I think they're, every season they're getting closer and closer to the to the right recipe of good content loop loot pursuit that doesn't feel lopsided. So I don't. What what do you think on here with you know the preferring previous seasons to this season with quantity of loot delivery I think the quantity I don't know I mean
1: I don't think no I don't think that the hunt should give more than one drop I think that we should just be able to choose what the drop is okay like I'm fine with getting one weapon I just don't want it to be like after four hunts that I finally get the weapon that I get to choose like that I want you know that's that's my problem it's not how many I'm getting it's when I get them Um, as for the the general amount, I mean, I, I, would like a couple more guns. Sure. But at the same time, I think last season was absurd. Like Mm -hmm. I would go back to the tower and spend more time there decrypting umbrils than I would doing anything else because they were just constantly filling up my inventory and I was getting, you know, stupid amounts of legendary shards and weapons and god rolls for things that I already had, Um, I think it was way too generous and I think that's partially what caused so much of an issue in the Crucible too to be frank because everybody everybody had the gun because it took about five minutes of grinding out emeralds to actually get it um and I mean it's it's okay it's okay so far it's it's not bad I think we don't we don't need to have a huge amount of weapons especially with they've been doing so far with the europa weapons and i mean the seasonal weapons too that the quality of the guns is much higher right we're not getting like okay we got whispering slab is like you know an ra bow and we got uh Falling guillotine, like those are the only two weapons of note in my mind from last season. Mm-hmm. Whereas this season, it's we got a great linear fusion, we got a great waveframe, we got a good scout, we got a really good grenade launcher that can roll with a new perk. Um, we got the friction fire SMG, which is not like the best SMG, but it feels really good and it is strong. It just has a low mag like half the other SMGs in the game. Um, and then Europa, I mean, all the European guns are, are fantastic, they feel good, they do a lot of damage they have good perks on them i mean like i think the loot we have right now is fine we don't need to have more of them we just need to have better ways to get them yeah um at least for the, as far as the season is concerned
0: well and people that are critical of either the europa weapons or these weapons like you have to understand they're there's the accessibility routes to get them they're so easy to get they cannot yeah. be better than they are. I I don't think. I mean, the scout could afford to be a little bit better, but other than that, I just don't think you want these low tier, really accessible guns to exceed where they are. They can get really good, really solid, very usable roles. We were even using the wave mm-hmm. frame in our day one attempt. It was great. For whatever reason, I it, was still blowing use the it. Shank, it was blowing the shanks up. Right? Yeah. Um so you know i they got to be careful there there's a there's a there's a there's a ceiling on how to get them uh i'm sorry on how high you can take their quality are they easier to get though yes they're a thousand times easier to get there's. than a raid weapon yeah their distribution in the community is going to be going to be a, a hundredfold raid weapons cuz of the percentage of the community that can just do this on their own can't do that with a raid um so for a hardcore player no no it's going to be a similar time investment, but you have to consider accessibility was my main my main focus point. Any solo player can grind for these weapons leisurely, and raid weapons you can't do that. You got to get a team. You got to go in. You got to beat the raid. You got to save up the currency. Like the uh, the raid accessibility. Plus, you have to get lucky to get the drop. <laughs> like, right. yeah, absolutely. you can farm it once you already have it. Yeah, yeah. These are really accessible. So are the Europa weapons. I mean, I, you, you don't got to put a whole lot of effort into getting any of these weapons. Rhythm of delivery? No. Sure. There, there, there's a time investment. But virtually anybody with a pulse can get these weapons. So they have to make them slightly ceilinged off to saying they're good, but they are not going to be best in slot. They, 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 I mean, maybe one or two of them can be best in slot but you can't have these things exceeding that you need adept weapons from trials and dungeon weapons and raid weapons and whatever they decide to do with adept weapons and strikes like those need to stand out above and beyond the weapons that you can literally shut your mind off and do by yourself um, it's harder to get the seasonal weapons and the raid weapons that is provably that's, false that, that just that isn't true that is true. so not true that's not <laughs> that's... true <laughs> That is so biased. <laughs> go bias tell that to the
1: teams that, that spend like three hours stuck on A tracks. That it, it's easier to get the, to get like what is it, the sniper rifle than it is to get, you know, like any of the seasonal weapons or any of the European weapons. Especially once you unlock the uh, the weapon bounties from Verex, it's like, oh, go get ten headshots on a, on the fallen in the in the, on Europa. It's like, all right,
0: and then you get one of the best. Uh, auto rifles in the game like right uh, That that's just very bias laden that is so o- that's only contextually <laughs> true that is true for a person who can like press a button and five of their pristine practice buddies Can blitz the raid in a couple of hours, stack up the currency, and get the guns. Like that's very bias laden. Ninety percent of the community, that statement does not apply to. They don't have a team that can beat it that fast, that often. They don't even probably run the raid. Even if they did, they they don't have the the speed and efficiency that you do. So that statement is so unsubstantiated. Like you can't. There's literally no way you can say that the seasonal guns that can be done by yourself uh, are, are, are harder to get than raid weapons. It's, that's only true, again, for the person that can in the blink of an eye have a full team like, for me, for example, for me, like, sure, I could sit here, get a team, grind security for a couple hours, and be like, oh my gosh, these raid weapons are so easy to get. Lures take forever. Great. Well, yeah, but who can do that consistently like what I just did? You know what I mean? In two, two hours, hours, I can so get two so to three see raid me. weapons, while in ten hunts, I got zero seasonal weapons. See, but now you're conflating hard or challenging with an RNG bottleneck. That, that That's, we're, we're, now we're getting confused with our terms. I would concede and admit yes, remove the RNG bottleneck, but that's not hard or difficult. That's the roll of a dice that's restricting your ability to get a gun that you want. That's like when 8 is frames weren't rotating properly you would have never said it's harder to get a kindled orchid than a raid weapon i mean nobody would have said that it was rng that was kicking you in the teeth they they, they, they should not have lures restrict what you can get anytime you charge the lure you should be able to pick one of the seasonal items whether it's the armor uh, or the guns um and yeah, so i don't
1: know where this difficulty thing is coming from i mean like What this is there is also basing it off the fact that again like they already have the weapons unlocked You can go through the raid on all three characters and not get a single gun Then what that's not easier Whereas like the wrath hunts like okay you might not get it the first hunt or the 10th hunt But you can keep doing it over and over and over again and still have the chance of getting it The raid once you've done it for the week and you haven't got the weapon you want you're you're out of luck Like that's
0: it right well, and again, you can't again, just grind again, out tokens to get it. I mean, and even Eugene is saying, I view it as time for me that makes it harder. Time equals difficulty, and Wrathborn weapons require more time than the raid ones. Again, that that's, is that's only contextually true. true for you, that is not true for the community at large. Like, n- most of the player base, 90% of the player base, cannot tap a team on the shoulder and get the raid efficiency clear rate that you're getting. Like that's why I said it's so bias laden. Like when you look at the structure of the game, it's okay for the seasonal stuff to have a little bit more of a time investment cuz you can literally do it by yourself. Like it, it it's it's soloable. Um That's why I said it's so bias-laden, yes, for the fraction of the player base that has a god-tier practice team that can turn over raid completions like they're nothing, yes, Wrathborns are quote-unquote harder because it takes more of your time and I'm admitting that needs to be removed you should be able to charge the lure and pick the blast as many times as you've charged like you shouldn't be like oh shoot it's just a bunch of armor again like I'm admitting that shouldn't happen to you but we gotta be careful not to establish like a, a, a talking point that is just unsubstantiated like most of the player base is going to be like are you are you freaking serious it's harder to get wrath guns on a raid i I, I, i've not even completed the raid four times I, i mean i have i'm saying a casual or more mid lane player um so you should be able to select boss select rewards and apply the lure mods we're in agreement about that point i just think you're establishing your point in a way that Again, it's just so bias laden. It it, almost nobody's going to look at that statement and be like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely true." (laughs) Like Rathborn was so hard to do compared to raid, as as they haven't touched the raid yet. So, um. (laughs) I mean,
1: I I could the only the only conceivable point I could see him talking about is maybe getting the exact role that you want might take less time because if you have tokens saved up you can just keep pulling them from the chest at the end of the raid but for just getting a weapon no there's absolutely no contest between you know what's easier to do yeah like i i don't really understand the time equals difficulty thing because that that doesn't make any sense to me i mean i I could spend five hours you know pouring a glass of water that doesn't make it hard it just means that you know I spend a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I think you guys are pressing on a pain point of the lures and the RNG that is understandable. But it but again, I it, the lion's share of the player base from pure completion percentages alone, um, you know, you're saying you think the average Destiny player is a step above what De- Lono portrays. Looking at the Randys in my average Crucible or Strike match is pretty kitted again, that's anecdotal and that's not what I'm talking about. Look at raid completion percentages as an actual objective mathematical fact. Like, most of the player base is not completing raids and when they do, they're not completing them at the interval and turnover rate and rhythm of players like Eugene and Darksider. They are a, a, a percentage point of a percentage point within the player base. Most teams are not uh, are not hitting the levels of every week running it you know nine to nine to, 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 to 17 times like that just that's anomalous within the player base at least traditionally yep. it's anomalous <clears throat> like unless for some reason we're having a much higher uh run through um this raid it usually settles into like um you know the 10 or the 15 percent so I, you know, and LFG ninety five percent of your raids. Again, at this point, LFG is (laughs) probably a pretty good sampling because it's been so long standing. You're, you're running into a pretty, a pretty good group of people there, I would think. Um, so we got to move on. I don't want to spend too much time here. I get what you're saying. I do think they need to remove the RNG bottleneck and shorten the lure charging time. But I also think. You know, most of the player base, even if they are raiding more regularly in this raid, they still aren't going to have the efficiency of teams that are blasting it out in 45 minutes to an hour. Like that is that that's that's generally um you know, not the majority of the player base. Uh last question from Coyote. Hello no Brolo, oh, you frick. Do you guys think there's still <laughs> stuff to come with the season, or is the lure the majority of the content? I happen to think that they're gonna hold out for January um, I think they're gonna let December coast because you've got the dawning to kind of pad it out and so I think if there's anything they're kind of holding back in under their hat it's probably uh, aimed at January to carry us to February because I believe the season ends sometime in February um so I would I would think December don't hold your breath. I don't think Hawkmoon's showing up till January either cuz that's when the ornament's going to go on sale and that's generally how they do it. So I think December's going to be a bit of a coast mainly because mainly because they have the dawning to kind of pad it out. So I'm not sure what you think.
1: Yeah, I know. I 100% agree. I think I think um this is going like personally this for me Seems like it's going to be the light, the quote unquote like light season that everyone was expecting due to them pushing it. Unless they move all DLC releases to November, which is also possible. Um, I, yeah, the Dawning is going to pat it out. I don't expect Hog Moon to come until January either. I don't. I know we're going to get elected difficulties for the the hunts, but beyond that, I mean, apparently the seventh unlock on the lure is for Hawk Moon, so. I think this is really what where we're at is what we're going to get until later in the year where they may change things like they did with Ada 1 um, or with other, you know, activities. But, yeah, it's... I mean, it ends on the 9th of February. There isn't a whole lot, you know, left. I mean, we still have content coming, like, from... It seems like a lot of content coming from Europa over the next few months. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we just got a storyline with Clovis, Bray AI, and uh we have just got the last exo well what is this i'm assuming is the last exo challenge but we still have like penguins and all like there's there's a lot more drip drip fed content coming out and i think that we're just gonna have to accept that this this season is kind of a light one and kind of a like kickoff rather than a full you know proper season like arrivals or
0: dawn dawning or or sorry dawn <laughs> Apparently, I'm getting corrected here. The Hawkmoon ornament is a is been datamine coming December the fifteenth. So maybe it is coming uh, with the Dawning. It was earlier rumored to be datamine for January. So maybe maybe that's been hmm. changed, updated, or pushed back according to you know, maybe Dawning or something. So uh, um, there's no new data mine for December the fifteenth. Wheezy just put a Reddit. Uh, thread in the Discord, so it may be a new development. Um, it says updated Hawkmoon release date is the title of the, th- the comment that he... Uh, I'm sorry, the thread or whatever that he put in the Discord. So it could be literally a development um, just today. So, in any case, I I would say if they're holding on to harder versions of Wrathborns or something, I also thought there was supposed to be Cabal Wrathborns, so I don't know. There There, there might be Uh, a phase 2 planned that may be hitting in January or something you gotta remember they can do that because the content's not retiring when February hits so they may give us a mid season uh, injection of hey things are getting better because a lot of what people were criticizing about this expansion was the lack of loot quantity and there could be um, you know a couple of pieces per pool to kind of you know flesh it out fill it out um, you know so that's that's definitely uh a, a possibility i'm not going to sit here and tell you there's more coming um i'm not going to tell you um oh another person xlandril your biggest podcast binge listen sntr presents yeah spotify is sending those things out uh to to, to people so good Q and A. good co-host with greg thanks for joining me sir yeah thanks
1: for having me on
0: yeah a lot of folks tend to part ways with me around this time of day because q and is coming to an end. We're probably going to jump back in, do some of those lure charges since I got them charged up this morning in strikes. So stick around for some gameplay and some discussion and continued streaming. But if you're listening to the recording, uh, be sure to come in and catch us live at sntrlive.com. If you are on your way out, sometimes people are just like, yep, yeah, I'm good for the day. I got my Q&A. Listen, I got my podcast vibe. On your way out, click subscribe and like and come back obviously tomorrow. Uh, for more great content uh, or feel free to stick around. We kind of continue the conversation usually uh, and keep hanging out. But if you're listening to this recording elsewhere, as always, please like, share and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a VIP call-in session uh, that we're doing after the Q&A session. You can see it there on the thing changing to VIP call-ins. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at SNTR Live. Dot com. And this is a feature afforded to those that do the membership tier that is above tier one. VIP gets you early access to Q&A, VIP fight nights, and the ability to call in live on the air. Uh, Greg is still with me co-hosting. We roll that right through Q&A into VIP call-ins. So if you ever want to catch these lives, go to sntrlive.com. Or if you want to use the community Q&A forum, go to sntrnetwork dot com light leap is the first caller today and he wants to call in about as he describes describes it here beyond light content in quotes what uh what what do you what do you mean by this light leap elaborate for us i'm i'm back
2: in full care and force um so remember in season of the worthy we got the bunkers and we had to level of up and it was basically the main main content yeah, and people were hating it they were saying this is just not good you know there's not no real content we just we just have to grind out um, the vendor essentially to, to to unlock it to actually get loot and I have kind of the feeling that beyond lies is being praised and I think it's like always you know people are very excited about um and the you know Europa, and there's a lot of great stuff. I have to say, Europa lo- looks good. It's it's cool to discover new stuff, like always in Destiny. But I'm just wondering what kind of content did we really get, right? I'm surprised, for example, to see no praise for adventures in D2 vanilla, but suddenly praise for the um, Exo challenges, right? where there's no meaningful loot chat and where, where the content is basically to to just play on Europa and unlock the pinnacle rewards it's the same for empire hunts without the cloud strike they would all be essentially useless so i to me i don't know i'm 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 not, i can't say i'm unhappy with beyond light because as everybody who listens to your show frequently and people were always pointing out i was very negative Uh, I pre-ordered, I I then bought it because of my clan to do the day one raid and I pretty much got what I expected. But I'm just very surprised to see so many positive reactions to something that is, in my opinion, just very blatantly uh, a grind to unlock stuff that is meaningless in the end.
0: Hmm. I mean, I yeah. Before before Greg chimes in, I want to say that <clears throat> I I will agree that the EXO challenges disappointed me a little bit. It would have been cool just to have a little loot pool in there. So like after the raid was like a almost like that that Christmas present your dad hides. You know, like hey, more loot. Like now the raid's been beaten. EXO challenges have some loot. I, I would agree there. That that was disappointing. Even though because because it's always a bummer when when content is cool and has nothing attached to it. I've never liked that and. That's how the Exo Challenges feel. Ascendant Challenges felt the same way. It was attached to a powerful grind. And I, I, I always think that's a bit of a bummer because they're cool. They're unique. There's nothing else like that uh, in the game. And maybe there's more coming. Uh, as far as the Empire Hunts, I actually think those are good because number one, you have the Exotic attached uh, as far as a Pursuit. That's cool. Having a direct way to go get it. And then there's the high stat armor. And that was a com- uh, consistent complaint in Shadowkeep was that you couldn't get the Lectern Armor high stat if people liked it and it dropped garbage stats in the dungeon which was you know that was arguably stupid and this is them kind of rectifying that and saying hey if you really like the armor uh, from Europa you can get it high stat and also if you can't run the raid this is an option for high stat armor and then the guns are also uh, given an intentional pursuit through Varix. I'm not sure about uh, there's only three through the Empire hunts and then there's the other ones that you have to go and grab like his new things that unlock. So I actually think they staggered Europa, Variks, the content, and the content loop pretty pretty well with loot drops, while while also conceding that exo challenges were pretty disappointing. I actually think these are far and away better than Adventures, as well as the fact that they're reusing the fights, the lieutenant fights, as opposed to what they did with the Barons and Forsaken. They just kind of drifted into nothing. They didn't really matter. Um so I actually, I actually think the season is what ranks low. I think Europa and the expansion rank high for me. I think as we walked through Wrathborn hunts and the seasonal structure and the lure charging, that actually I think is deserving of criticism. It's, it, it's, it's didn't quite hit the mark. It's pretty weak, uh, especially since it was purchased separately. But I do think the content loop of Legendary Lost Sectors Empire hunts and, um, and the and the stuff through Variks, I actually think is good structure. And and is worthy of praise, and that the challenge challenges, like so many times, they create cool content, and then they just think, oh, if we attach this to the power grind, that's fine. Well, we, I think we, you're right to blast them on that. That's, I don't think that's an acceptable way to attach a loot, uh, or I'm sorry, a content loop. If all you're ever doing is attaching it to the power pursuit, I think that that's lame. Uh, they did that with Blind well, and ascendant challenges, they, they, they did that. So the Dreaming City was very much that. It was like, here's a bunch of cool stuff, and the only reason you're doing it is power pursuit. There is no directional loot, uh, loot pursuit, or uh, or 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 circle that you can run. Uh, Greg, if you want to add anything on before Leap responds, oh, I do,
1: I do, Lono. <laughs> I will come to the defense Not of extra important. challenges. Not okay. important. Skip. No, 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 no. no. I will I will come to the defense of Exo challenges for a couple of reasons. Right, number one, the 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 big difference between extra challenges and like heroic adventures, for example, and even like the story missions, is that they are not reused content. They are in their own area, and they are directly tied to pro- to progressing the story and explaining the background. Right, so now yeah, we adventures. don't have. Ed- Adventures were literally just extensions or like reused strikes, like they or like short versions. They didn't they didn't really strikes. do anything. They were. They I had mean, like some, some of them did, but not all of them. I mean, like the Mercury ones were more useful. Well, because there was a lot. There was a lot more than EXO challenges. Yeah, but they, they, they were boring. They were very boring. <laughs> what, that's what like, I mean, though. I, I feel like that's but the EXO challenges. Are I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like the exo challenges are like a lot shorter but they're also a lot sweeter and I think the creativity behind them is a bit is a bit better too with both the design and how you have to complete them. I mean like yeah sure if you really break it down it's just okay you kill some stuff, right? But I, but I think doing the actual activity is a lot more enjoyable and I feel and this is going to be speculation, but I feel like with the whole Clovis AI thing and the reasoning for why they were created, there's possibility for it to open up and to, like, you know, give rewards or change as the time goes on. Um, but I don't know. I think the European content itself is actually very good. I think the difference, you know, like, we, can, we have leg- we have Lost Sectors, again, Legendary, but the big difference is that there is actually a chase attached to it now. You have exotics. The first runs through, are to get the new exotics, and after that, it's just to get high stat roll exotics. I think there, ha- I mean, I think there has to be more reward, like in general, if you don't get an exotic, because otherwise, you're doing a 1250 or 1280 and getting like an enhancement core at most, which is very stingy to me. But otherwise, you know, the the loot, the bounty grind for weapons is super simple, very easy. The varix unlocks are not like the. Um, the worthy bunker grind where it was like oh you can only do so much per week and then you're stuck it's like no if you want to do all of them do all of them if you you don't take your time but each each step feels much more worthwhile and rewarding and and progresses you more into the system than it did in in any of the previous seasons i mean like at a base level it's kind of similar but the execution is is much cleaner and much more um I Would say enjoyable and not as it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't grind my gears as much as the other ones. <laughs>
2: well, Oh, hey, sorry, are you done? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done. <laughs> are Yo. you quite finished? No, get him. I didn't when I said
2: it. that that sounded extremely condescending. I didn't mean it that no, way. No, no, I, I, I got what you're you. going for. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> um, uh, I, I feel like, and especially when I heard you talking about adventures, I never experience and expansion where content was generally bad right and that's what i was saying even before beyond light released i'm sure the story will be good (laughs) everything will be good uh i think taken king was good forsaken was good even shadow keep was was toned down but it was good and what menacing mommy's saying that the the moving that good direction i agree with all of that but those are mostly small quality of life changes that we've been asking for a while that sometimes are very standard for looters that aren't part of the deliverable for me for an expansion i feel like beyond light fails miserably as a looter experience because except for the hvt's dropping europa gear this is a, this is a classic looter experience right you explore the world you get stuff it's just more really good content i agree but it feels bland ultimately everything mm. feels to me very bland like the exo chance is just another point of the director that i go and play and it will get boring you know and they well, we, me, we didn't get they only introduced one strike and one remastered strike and they couldn't give us like uh, at least a, with something that was super popular uh, a nightfall exclusive loot right and i just have the feeling like so many things they just will feel bland soon. They feel always feel cool when they introduce them, right? And there's a lot of things that they did well, like u k the stripe, right? but there was also negatives, right? So for example, like exotic engrams completely lost their meaning for us, right? They're not exciting drops anymore because uh, they we we go into certain activities to get the new exotics. So I feel I think like that's better though. okay, yeah,
0: that might be better, but I'm just saying there's I don't know because think... yeah, it's, a, it's a farm at that point you're farming for the stats so I think they made a good, that's a great right. avenue that they created that previously didn't exist, agree, leg- but... legendary lost sectors are in, in the right direction I, I just, I wonder I wonder if maybe what you're describing is just more symptomatic of, of content loops in general they do get old, they do get boring Like they yeah. I actually think Exo Challenges needed something so I am a little bummed there, maybe there's something more going on um but i don't know i tend to look at it and say most of what we had problems with in shadowkeep got addressed here and shadowkeep did similar things right it addressed a lot of the stuff that we said in forsaken so that's where i'm like <sighs> I think what ends up happening is is you, we've been in the trenches so long the needle moves a little bit and it doesn't feel mm-hmm. tectonic enough so you're like, uh, it's great they did this but this feels like a long time coming so I can certainly understand why waiting a year for them to fix no. loot intentionality and content loops feels like, well, thanks finally, you know um, but I think maybe... I've just accepted that's the rhythm of of, ma- uh, of the quality of life adjustments that they've made. And maybe that'll change in this year. Maybe because they said they're you know they patching pipelines faster and the game is smaller. So maybe this year they're a little bit quicker about adapting things, like adding adept weapons to strikes, making bounties not as stupid as they are right now. Like, what the heck's going on there, right? So maybe quality of life gets more focus this year, as, as opposed to waiting 12 months for them to address some of the things we've outlined about like wrathborn hunts or exo challenges you know what i mean i I don't think i was clear because to me strip away the
2: five times repetition of of the fragment of the aspect quest strip away the repetition of a lot of stuff on europa and there's no intrinsic reason to run that stuff right i'm not asking him to reinvent the game just to answer right away that what I'm saying is, instead of the it, it's it's to me it feels like it's the same old problems. Instead of creating these exo challenges, why not put some ex nightfall exclusive loot in the strikes? Get way more value out of those, right? I feel like they're again wasting so much like effort that is ultimately not not going to be played soon, except for power. I feel like everything is so becoming so artificial in this game. You you play a lot of content repeatedly to unlock the vendor. You play a lot of stuff to get power, but you don't actually get loot. I think majorly, I think it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the story and everything, That everything that's good. And I'm not asking him to reinvent the wheel. I'm asking to go back to things that they
1: already did right with the Nightfall loot, right? Well, I mean, I, I'm not really sure like what, what you want out of it then, because I mean, apart from, okay, yeah, I agree. Strike stuff, they need to add in, but they said they're addressing that. They're going to be putting strike stuff in. Nightfall, same thing um that's a that's a playlist reinvigoration issue and like maybe okay if you want more loot i i kind of get it but to be honest i mean if you strip back any loop of for any looter shooter it's going to be what's the point right like the only reason you play you do loops is to grind out what you want i mean maybe there's a problem of okay we need a weapons 2.0 to make grinding out weapons better than just getting a certain set of roles like we need you know more slots on them or something or you know you need to level them up or whatever but i mean i'm not really sure what exactly is wrong with like what we're doing and what with what the improvements are that they've made on it well
2: i have i have one specific question for example lono sorry before i for your chairman mm-hmm. for example you praised cloud strike which is very surprising to me because cloud strike is the definition of a year one pursuit vanilla d2 pursuit it's a yes or no you get it you're done i don't think that's a very good invigoration with something that you criticized
0: well i don't i I never criticized that with respect to exotics because exotics i don't know how else you do it right um anarchy and 1k got criticism from me because i believe it strained the patience of the player and it exceeded the relevancy of the content so you know three months later you're getting your 1k or something um, and that's when they're not doing anything to reinvigorate last wish three three months later so <clears throat> I, I actually have never said the binary you get it or you don't criticism with respect to exotics because there's, there's not much you can do about that the, the exotic is the exotic and I'm open to and I've always said this I'm open to a variety of exotic delivery There's exotics you get from the season pass for for nothing. There's exotics that they hand you like Devil's Ruin. There's ones like Divinity and Xenophage. And now they've got these new ones, the ones that have sources for you to grind for the god roll on the stats on the armor. And then the Cloud Strike has an activity uh, source similar uh, to a raid like with the Eyes of Tomorrow. So I actually have always been pretty accepting of a variety of exotic uh, delivery so, I don't have a problem with the Cloud Strike. I think mainly the issue is once a Cloud Strike, once you have it, then the only remaining value system is the high stat armor. Which I do think, though, for most of the player base, that's probably kind of nice. Like, if they actually want to pursue high stat armor, they now have a, a base level funnel to do it in, as opposed mm. to, I guess, previously, there really wasn't a good avenue for high stat armor. I think Iron Banner. Funny enough, was the best place to do it, which was kind of weird. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. Like I think well, I understand I that, like raids. I, but I once think I understand the drop. Yeah, I think I understand where he's coming from with respect to like core activities. Maybe aren't getting enough love, and they kind of fell by the wayside. But I also think there's also the possibility that Bungie didn't want to do a lot with Gambit Crucible and the Strike playlist because they wanted you focusing on Europa and in the, and I think that's maybe why they're waiting to do adept weapons and strikes. And maybe they're waiting to do, uh, they've not said this, but if they're going to be adding adept weapons and strikes, maybe they have plans for Gambit and crucible as well. And they really didn't want any of the focus to pull away from by beyond light Look at all this dope stuff on Europa. Look at Europa change after the raid. Go get it all. We've made literally avenues for virtually anything you could want. There's an avenue for you to pursue it. And it's either on Europa or the Cosmodrome. I think that in their mind was the goal. And reinvigorating Strikes or Crucible or Gambit may have distracted from that because most of that content's not new. And they've clearly decided to not invest in Strikes like they used to. Um... So that's... I. Go ahead. I I was going to say, that's not me excusing it. That's just me trying to theorize why they may have kind of ignored core playlists in an expansion. And I think Light Leap's looking at it from a longstanding player perspective of like, there are aspects of this game that are dying for an update and they didn't get an update. And so... it it seems like oh it's narrow if i don't feel like going and running europa and going for europa armor what really is there other than the raid uh and the europa guns and i so i i I can empathize and sympathize with it's kind of been a long time coming for core playlists to get some love and here we are again spend fifty dollars and they still got no love and you're constantly forced to go into them almost exacerbating the fact that they feel empty and pointless um So I think I can understand where he's coming from in that respect. We touched on that today with Wrathborn. So go ahead, Greg. I was just going to say, I think like, okay, the core playlist didn't get much
1: love. But one thing for me that became increasingly and very apparently obvious and something that I'm really, really loving is that they have finally made it where you do most of your activities on the planet, right? Right. I have not spent more time on a planet. I've probably spent more time on Europa than I have in all the DLCs combined on any planet. I mean, excluding like playlist activities, Mm -hmm. which is great. I love the fact that now I'm not just sitting in orbit, clicking around to do stuff. And I'm actually riding around, doing Briggs, doing the Eclipse Zone, doing the Lost Sectors, doing the Empire Hunts, doing the activities, doing the bounties for the guns. I'm not like... I made a post a while ago that my biggest complaint about the game, the state of the game, like, as as in terms of design, was the fact that you literally just sat in orbit for 99% of the content. And you just clicked on things and went to it. Now, and I really hope that when they bring the planets out of the DCV, they give it the Europa treatment, a huge amount of the content is actually on the planet. And for me, that's a big invigoration of the game in itself. Yeah, I, I understand all of that. I, I feel... I think my
2: point stands that I feel that a lot of the content currently is uh, rerunning the stuff for arbitrary quests. And I feel that some stuff that's being praised as a good change, like, for example, the Cloud Strike is, I mean, it's a genius move by Bungie because it's being praised. In my eyes, the way I see it is, before we got a lot of new exotics. So the knockout list didn't matter. It was still exciting to get it. You, You maybe got at some point the exotic you wanted, right? Like with the weapon. And instead of doing that, they created less exotics. They put them behind a, like the the Cloud Strike behind a basically yes no pursuit in an Empire hunt and removed any meaningful loot um, incentive otherwise, right? So -hmm. now it looks like, oh, you go into the Empire hunt for Cloud Strike, but essentially, I don't know, a lot of things got devalued for it. And uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's just not the direction I, I like to see the game go, which was already something I was expecting. But I'm just surprised it gets it gets so much good attention.
0: I, yeah, I think, I think you're also you keep kind of ignoring though that the high stat armor is actually a really really good plus for a ton of the player base. Like that's that's a brand new avenue that previously didn't exist. Yeah. Like armor, the lectern armor, the, I'm sorry, the 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 dreambane armor was such a wasted loot pool. It was not it was it was garbage. There was it was added and there was no way to pursue good rolls on it. And so it was just wasted loot. I actually think once that once you have the the cloud strike, especially because we have universal ornamentation, I don't I don't want to overstate it, but I do think the high stat armor pursuit in the Empire Hunts is a is a plus and it's two birds with one stone. They're giving purpose to the the armor that is tied to Europa. They're repurposing content that we previously said was a bummer that they didn't repurpose, the Baron fights. So like I feel like that's that's a ground-roll double. Like they got two players on base. That's a good piece of content. Um, and I don't know. And I, I want to respond I want to respond to one thing in chat. Yeah. Gilly said um, so it's okay to leave the core playlist in a crap spot because of a new expansion you're really twisting what I was saying. I was saying that I could see a world where they said, we don't want to invest too much in the core playlist in the expansion. We can do that in year four season to season. That'll bolster the seasonal contents and seasonal Mm -hmm. content feels thin anyway. And then the main focus in the expansion is the expansion and not the core playlist. So I, I'm not saying, oh, it's fine, leave him in a crap spate because it's an expansion. That is not at all what I was saying. I was saying that I could see a world where it just wasn't the focus. Uh, go ahead, Lightly. Um, I don't know. I feel like, man, this, this height stat armor to me, especially
2: with, uh, what is it called? Transmark on the horizon. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really pushing the definition of loot. Because in the end, I mean, yes, it's cool. You want it. But is that really exciting? I mean, in the end, you're chasing numbers that that, that aren't well, that's... that aren't really impactful. They're just mostly satisfactory, for, but they they don't have much impact, like a gun, right? And look at how little guns we get. So I feel like, oh, cool, yeah, we're getting high stat armor that should have been a. Pers- I mean, this is something they should have thought a long time ago. And honestly, if that's not a big change to me, that can send can suddenly get high stat armor because let's be honest in most of the content whether you you have a 55 roll or a 65 roll doesn't really matter
0: i uh, yeah i kind of i i i listen i think it's hard to celebrate it because we are looking at like gun quantity and sunsetting, and so it's hard to be like yay high set armor but we need to be fair this was a request from the community this was something that we asked for give us give us a route to high stat armor and with stasis builds and stasis aspects and fragments taking stats away, I actually think high stat armor is more important now than it used to be and it'll grow in its importance if they bring aspects and fragments to the other subclasses because when I lose 10 of discipline or intellect or something because I want to run a certain aspect and fragment build I'm going to be glad I got that 65 plus 12 77 pair of boots because it's going to help push back against what aspects and fragments are, are doing right now run all 50 mid 50 run armor and aspects aspects and fragments is more painful than it would be if you outfitted yourself with all mid 60s gear. I mean that you, that's that's just I think that's basic basic math. Like you're just you're in a much better position if you have all high set armor. So while I as a gun chaser and someone who looks at gun quantity agrees with you, man, we we could have afforded to get, you know, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 more guns. I can see that in being like high stat armor is not as exciting in the absence of guns and with sunsetting hitting the loophole so hard, but I'm not going to be unfair to it and be like, this is this is a direct ask from the community, <clears throat> and it gives purpose to armor that previously was just stupid. Like, hey, here's a dream bane armor on the moon, and there was no way to pursue it, there was no way to, well, I, there was a way to pursue it on the lectern, but the, the stats were all over the place. Uh, you, you got more consistent stats from the Dadgum season pass, um, so I, I uh, I'm trying to see both sides here. I, I can see the disappointment in Luke quantity, but I really think they 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 nailed certain aspects of what we wanted to see for Luke pursuit, uh, specifically in the expansion, not necessarily Rathborn.
1: Well, I was also I would also say like with the Luke quantity thing, like honestly, I. I was in the camp of, like, I am super angry and disappointed that we have, like, no loot going in. And the more that I use them, the more I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of happy about it because, I mean, I know they're going to fill the loophole pool up again eventually. And we're going to have, like, probably, like, four seasons worth all the time. But, I mean, can you really look back on, like, all the guns and say, oh, yeah, it's great having, like, 80, 90 guns that feel marginally different i mean the guns that we have right now feel good and the perks they have are nice but i think if we had like five more of each type that were like kind of marginally different since if you look at all the stats for the guns and how they feel they literally are like you know points apart it it wouldn't it, it doesn't really matter like they just it's just like okay you're just filling it for the sake of filling it i mean now if you added like 20 more perks sure but just adding more guns with the same pools is kind of—it's it, a throwaway I, for me. It doesn't matter. I, like
2: this is this is a point I really don't understand because why? Like, I, first of all, as long, what does Lon always say? It's a non sequitur. It does not follow that if they would create a basic world, fresh World pool, that they suddenly couldn't have created this 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 perk of uh, this pool of perks that we have now in the game, right? That I don't I don't understand how we have to sacrifice like a proper fresh experience when going through the world for, for these perks that's, that's, and honestly, these perks, they're cool and all, but to me, I don't, I, 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 I fail to grasp. They are not as amazing, uh, game changing, crazy, whatever you want to say, like dragonfly, for example, right? Dragonfly to me is a cool perk. Obviously they can't create, or they don't want to create crazy perks that cause like explosions or stuff like that. But to me the biggest difference is experimenting with different guns honestly what keeps the game fresh for me is there's like what i really enjoy right now cuz jxg says already i'm not saying anything positive i did say a lot of positive stuff and one of the positive stuff i'm going to right now is the 140 change in crucible what i enjoy is that i have now this choice of eight different 140s some exotic some some legendary and i can just try them out whatever feels for me with the sound everything that's what, what loot and Destiny is. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm a different player, but I feel like the perks, I don't see them as crazy to say that I think so much development time went into them to sacrifice an entire loot pool for it. And on the second thing, I don't think they're that great that I would would not rather have, like, a Suros weapon, a, an Omelon weapon, and whatever. Like, stuff that we already had in the game many times.
1: Well... <sighs> I'm not saying that we like they sacrificed more weapons to make the unique perks. I'm just saying, I I feel like, okay, maybe we have like three or four more 720s, but like, how different can they really feel without being crazy good? You know, I mean, like, okay, you have a bunch of 140s to experiment with, but they're literally just the same as the 150s. They just feel different now because they're 140s. Like, it's the same weapons you're experimenting with, so. And, I mean, we they do have, have stuff stability. like Chain Reaction that create Explosion. And we have Thresh, which actually gets your super back extremely fast. But uh, it's subjective. This is subjective. And it it's just a player perspective opinion, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe. yeah. As I said, I, I mean, to me, true, true Prophecy, the Iron Banner Hand Cannon and Duke are three completely different guns. They feel different. They have different stability. I like tr- trying them out, what I can hit better with, you know. Maybe that's also from a PvP perspective. But, yeah.
1: Uh, I mean I, I like the 140 and 120 changes too don't get me wrong the great yeah well I,
2: I feel like I've taken up of your guys time and yeah
1: appreciate no, that,
0: it. that was a good discussion I mean to the people that are like you know <laughs> how's he so negative does he like anything Blah 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 the reason that I think conversations like this are important is I think everybody plays this game across a spectrum of engagement and some people I think push harder on the game than others and start to find either rough spots or vacancies that you either don't presently sense or feel because you're either playing more casually or you're just having a good time. That doesn't make one person's input less or more valuable. I do think though, I do think over the years I have noticed players that play at the higher interval and have been playing longer. They are quicker to deduce and sniff out the problems and the vacancies, and I and I do think leaps ahead of the he's ahead of the he's ahead of the wave, right? He's on the front end and being like This just isn't this just isn't really enough to fill back in. Sorry, I I don't know why we're somebody's mowing again, and this is not this is supposed to happen on the weekends. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> you know, huh. I um. I I just think that that's what ends up happening. And especially since they sunset literally like two and a half years worth of loot and they only added a certain number of legendary weapons, I do think in a, a game where your gun is the primary catalyst of immersion, I can actually resonate with somebody not getting excited about high stat armor because that's kind of out of sight, out of mind, unless you're really bent on creating a build and... With respect, outside of Legendary Lost Sectors, there's not a whole lot of places right now to really push yourself to build. We talked about this with the uh, the raid mods, right? There's an absence of content that pushes back and makes you say, Whoa, I, I better get some high set armor. I better really spec out here other than Grand Masters and Legendary uh, Lost Sectors. So... I just, I I think it's valuable to have that kind of input because you may get there in a couple of months and be like, man, I kind of do wish there were more guns. I kind of do wish that there was, uh, you know, they didn't sunset so much while adding so little. It just, I think hardcore players tend to get, they tend to get to that point before you do is what happens a lot of the time, I think. I feel
2: I, I just last thing I want to say is I think uh, those players who are saying that right now in the YouTube chat probably I, I'm not looking at it, but they're probably new because we know the expansion cycle, right Give it like a month and they'll like agree with me and call you a bungee apologist. <laughs> That's the reddit cycle of destiny praising <laughs> in the next content round. Well yeah, but thanks for the discussion guys. it was fun.
0: Yeah yeah uh, thanks for joining. Greg, were you going to add to anything I was just saying? Uh, I mean, the only thing I would say is
1: like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a hardcore PVP player. Sorry. I, I, you know, I know I miss that perspective, but I am a hardcore destiny player. I mean, I do see the issues, but the way, maybe the reason that I'm kind of like, not as digging intensely into the issues is that. The, this expansion, I mean, there is a cycle, but this expansion feels to me like it's broken the mold on the on the cycle and broken the the cycle in such like such a drastic change from Forsaken, from uh, Shadowkeep, from Warmind or with the way they've delivered the content and the experience, like the way we experience the content. Maybe like on paper and when you break it down, it's kind of like the same loops in a different way, but. I don't know i feel like the way they've delivered it and the way that they've improved upon you know the things that we've asked them to shows that the game is starting to move in a really good direction and so for me when i look at it i go no these loops are good this content's good the way they've done it is good i like that i'm on the planet i'm like that i'm doing these activities yes there are gaps in there but i really feel like give it a give it like a year's time and the next expansion we get is going to be like almost exactly where it should be hitting and I, and like, that's, that's probably why, like, I am like partially guilty of glossing over some of the negative stuff, you know? So it's, it's, it's good that lightly, I think people give lightly too much, um, you know, crap for criticizing the game, but I think it's good to have a heavy criticism. And then, you know, it's, it's, good to have different perspectives.
0: Well, and like, I just thought, yeah, I just thought of something too, because somebody in the chat was saying like the, the, the weapons aren't even that great or whatever, and something kind of dawned on me one of the things Bungie's going to have to figure out is if they are going to continue to create loot hierarchy where accessible weapons like Europa weapons or Wrathborn weapons, okay, they're accessible you don't have to go into endgame power enabled content to get them They're, they're, they're arguably very easy to get and grind for, okay well given that they're at that level of hierarchy, there's going to be a natural ceiling on their quality. You can't make them best in class, best in slot, God tier Mm -hmm. standout, right? Well, I think that tier of loot necessitates quantity. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not that great and it's not that standout, there should probably be more of it. I think that's fair. You know, it's like you kind of have to fill up the bottom of the pyramid because now it's like, well, I would rather have quality over quantity. And then the quality at that echelon is kind of, ah, it's fine, it's good. And I think that is where I would kind of place my quantity criticism i'm okay with adept Uh, weapons and trials or strikes or even the raid having a smaller quantity because they're they're investing in the quality but the minute i drop down into the base level part of the game whether it's europa or wrathborn i think that's where there needs to be a little bit more quantity to make up for the fact that you're dealing with that ceiling of quality
1: well that's that's where i kind of get stuck though is because i don't I don't view them as trying to maintain necessarily a hierarchy. I mean, they have the exotics and, like, you know, the Cloud Strike is a god killer, and you have uh, Lament is also a god killer. So you have two really good exotics so far. And I think, I don't necessarily think they're more focused on weapon hierarchy than they are focused on weapon integration with armor now and experimenting with like builds. To make the weapons better rather than trying to make general like you know a whole tier list of like oh we got these weapons at the bottom these weapons here these weapons at the top i mean that's i think that the perfect example of that is uh like uh, what's it called thorn with the necrotic grips right where it's kind of like a you know pretty decent decent gun but then you slap those bad boys on and suddenly it's at the top end right and so as far as like the weapons themselves i mean i don't know that's kind of subjective to me i love the shotgun i think the 720 is even better than all the 600 auto rifles because the stability on it i think you know the the bow eh, the bow is kind of okay um the sidearm is fantastic like that that's that's kind of a subjective taste though but i I don't think they're focusing more on filling the loophole with a bunch of random stuff and trying to create a hierarchy i think they're trying to more experiment with like giving us a decent set of weapons and then building around those weapons with our gear and our armor more
2: yeah thanks thanks for the love guys and thanks appreciate the conversation yeah thanks for calling in late
0: all right, we got we with we, we don't have a lot of callers today, but that doesn't mean we can't talk because that was that was good. I'm coming to Orion, uh, calling in says here. How can Bungie improve the core activities in a meaningful way? Uh, you want to elaborate on this uh, this idea that you're calling in about?
3: Yeah, um, one of the biggest things that I hear all the time, and like we talk about all the time on the show, is like, and even Bungie themselves have said it. They want to reinvigorate the the core activities. I'm always asking, well, what does that mean? Because we saw this season how they kind of added three weapons and like the lore charging. And I'm like, that's not really invigorating anything. You're just making us have to do it. It's Because there's a difference between having to do something and then enjoying doing something while getting a reward. So I'm curious, at least on your guys' perspectives, what would you want to see from the Strike playlist and the Crucible playlist and Gambit playlist? Like that would actually make them more engaging and, you know, not feel like, oh, I have to do this for a powerful or oh, I have to do this more like a want. I'm just mm-hmm. curious. So.
0: I think it's actually really easy to see what they could do if you look at Varix and oldrin or the crow, they need to at least hit that level of purpose and and like meaningful seasonal rank is what i would do so you had like the sabotage rank with varix and you had the it's kind of like a rank with Aldrin. you like unlock those different mm-hmm. things you do that seasonally with all three of those gentlemen and then you give them they have their bounties and you give them some semblance of a loot pool with a directional way to get that loot pool um I've always talked about doing it as a loot boon, where the more you rank them up, the more effective the boon is and the cheaper it is to buy. Uh, You would have to reset their currencies in some way or basically retire all the old tokens and say, hey, you can still turn them in for loot, but you cannot use them for this new boon system. And so then while you're running Strikes, Gambit, or Crucible, that currency's dropping to enable you to save up to buy the boons or whatever. So, like, they have to rise to the standard of all existing NPCs right now that are relevant, namely the Crow and Varix. If they're being overshadowed by their quality, then I believe that they have failed to be reinvigorated, and they will just continue to be what I call they're being reused and not repurposed. So that's, that's where I would look. I would basically take what we did with the obelisks and replicate that on each vendor and obviously you have that reset every season with different perks and benefits as you go once you max out their rank you could have some form of vanity ornamentation whether it's a ship sparrow and then maybe ornaments for the guns you've been grinding for all season like if if Zavala had two guns that you've been trying to get god rolls for all season once you max out your rank with him you could earn ornaments for those guns like that to me is something that they could uh, they could refuel that every three months. You only need, I th- I honestly think you only need one or two weapons and a resetting rank with perks along the way. Um, truth be told, they said they want to reinvigorate those playlists in year four and I'm going to give them time to do that. I think maybe I got ahead of myself and thought, oh, they're going to do it with Beyond Light and they clearly opted not to while at the same time saying... They had, they have goals like adept weapons and strike. So they're clearly not done with the core playlist. Like, yep, that's it. The rest of the year, they're not going to get any love. Um, I, what, Greg? What would you do? Since I mean, right now, I think we're all kind of feeling that part of, um, <clears throat> that part of vision casting from Luke Smith has not been realized just yet.
1: No, absolutely no. It's, I mean, the strikes are very boring right now especially given they took out I, che- I actually checked earlier they took out seven strikes uh so the variety is very skint um something yeah I agree we need to have something done with the vendors because I mean you always have a vendor rank regardless of whether it's shown or not it's always tracked uh it- they need to do something like give us tokens to farm uh, weapons or like you said, give us ornaments even. I always I always like the idea of running strikes earns you currency and then you can turn in for like different levels of ornaments or like you can buy ornament sets from the vendor. Like you used to be able to do that. I don't know. like I guess it was like a waste of resources to Activision, whoever at the time. You used to have ornament sets during year one um, for both for Crucible and... Uh, the Vanguard. But I also think that if you have like higher tier stuff, I would love to have, like, I would so love to have fixed modifiers like the champion selection having to be fixed, but then giving us back our five of swords and being able to change the modifiers or you know saying okay if you're doing a 1280 these are the modifiers you can choose to do it or if you're doing a 1250 these are the modifiers you can choose but you have to have these champions in if they really want to keep the champions Um, and then adding some kind of loot specific to that because having to do the same modifiers or seeing those like 14 modifiers in a nightfall it's just you know it's without any choice over what they could be you know and like you're seeing you you see the dreadful like oh it's a it's a prism modifier it's like why, why do you want that like give me the choice like give me a selection that i can choose from that you think is suitable for a 1280 and then we'll talk hmm.
3: yeah um i i find these perspectives interesting because my first thought with this new dlc after you know i experienced the raid and everything my first thought was man this chest at the end of the raid i'm what if they tried to implement a similar system to strikes or like mm. something like that? So for instance, like Greg was saying, you get a currency and you turn it in for ornaments. Well, for instance, Lono, you always bring up how there's no way to, you know, individually farm class shotgun. What mm-hmm. if like they, they had like a generalized strike pool. And yep. at the end of a strike, you could, you know, enter the chest as if it was a vendor and select, Hey, the Xeno class or, mm-hmm. Hey, I want a randomly rolled, uh, whatever, whatever and um i i feel like that could work too in addition to the vendor refresh Mm -hmm. because then it gives her gives an outlet for all those tokens instead of like just saying all right we're just going to token slam at the vendor for all these rewards so it feels more like hey i did a thing and i earned it i immediately get a reward rather than having to fly back and forth and be like all right here man Mm -hmm. here's your tokens but this also brings me to my next question Mm -hmm. so he he said that they took out seven strikes, so the list is very like small. And I expected that 100. Um, what I didn't expect was the entire lack of strike-specific loot. I thought they could at least add one or two items, not even weapons. Like for instance, the uh, the the redux of the Omnigul strike. The first time I ran that, I not gonna lie, I was kind of really hoping I'd get a grasp from Malak or something. because yeah. it's like I mean. It's it's not... I don't want to say it's not hard, because I have no idea what it entails. But it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, we've, we've seen it been done before. Mm-hmm. And and with the new strike, the glass way, that's another moment they probably had a chance to bring back something like the Imago loop or something. Like, there's, there's chances for them to do these things. And I'm hoping that they do them in the future. But I also have to question why they didn't just do it in the first place. You know?
0: Yeah. I... One of the reasons I think they've they're moving away from strike specific loot is they're that's tied to them moving away from quantitative strike additions. So they added, you know, the one the one strike well basically two, Glassway and the and the Omnigol Redux as you called it. That would mean out of all the rotating ordeals, only two would have, you know, new drops or whatever. So that's probably linked to that. They've they've clearly deprioritized New Strike Edition, and they've prioritized more um, what Wish You Luck described as prop up content, content that can be kind of propped up, rerun and grinded for loot. Wrathborn's is probably our best example of that right now. It's just prop up content. It's in, in a, a significant hmm. portion of it takes place in the public space. Um, uh, forges were prop up content. The uh, contact public event and the tower public event those were prop up you just throw it into an existing space um, and I think that's the shift because they get more capital out of that bandwidth uh, that the time and energy that it would go into making four or five strikes is probably pretty significant in comparison and yeah. even even then four or five strikes you're, you're not going to get a ton of bandwidth out of that I actually think what they do at the end of the raid is great I still think if you tried to bring that to strikes one of the reasons I go with loot boons is because that can trans that that actually can work in all three playlists. That can work in Gambit, Crucible, and Strikes. What it does is it influences your drops at the end, because there there is no chest yeah. at the end of Gambit and, and Crucible.
3: Yeah, I was thinking that too, and I was like, well, maybe I don't know. They could just pull up a vendor page or something, but I don't know. They just have to find a way to make me like and, and i don't say me like in like actual me like the community like because mm-hmm. i feel like when i run strikes or i run gambit or crucible mm-hmm. i never feel like i'm actually achieving anything i feel yes. like i feel like i'm just sitting there to get like the carrot on the stick and then after i get the carrot you know why would i keep chasing an empty an empty right. stick you know what i mean it's like yep. I, I i don't know i feel like if they're gonna add like at least like if they're gonna add like only like one new strike and then one you know remade strike however you want to call it i don't know i feel like they they definitely had the opportunity to do more and i'm curious if they have plans for it in the future and are just like all right we're just not going to put any bandwidth on it now and we're going to do it later but i mean again whatever like like the the wrathborn hunts are not a direction i like personally Mm -hmm. because like i said um in my Q and a question earlier, it's, you know, I, I can finish a wrath hunt in 30 seconds, but then I got to spend 30 minutes in strikes. Like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like you said, it's heavily imbalanced, but like if they can make strikes more fun, maybe I wouldn't be as annoyed of having to spend 30 minutes in strikes. If I could feel like I'm making meaningful progression. And like you said, with the vendor idea, I feel like that could be a really good way to figure it out. Like they, they need way more ornaments. And even if they have one or two weapons every season, you know, that could still be great. Like, like I remember people chasing Is Luna in the Crucible and that was one gun mm-hmm. and like people lived in the Crucible for that gun. And so like they, they they could definitely do it. And that's what I'm hoping they do based on Luke Smith's promise for reinvigorating all of the core playlists. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of where I'm at. And as for like, like, especially like right now, since we have like such little loot, it's like, I really thought they'd, you know sprinkle those in to be like all right here we go this will cover the 450 archetype for pulses and this will cover you know whatever but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm just i'm not upset there's a there's like a lack of the loot like because all the loot i actually really enjoy like i've actually been having a lot of fun with all of the worlds i've gotten in this in this expansion so far um and uh i don't know it just feels like they had a golden opportunity to just you know sprinkle that little like extra oomph in there Mm-hmm. and they just were like, ah, uh, just not going to do it. So I don't know. I mean, it might be subjective for players, but that's kind of how I see it. It's like...
0: I I, I tend to agree with Weezy, though. Weezy's like, you know, you can add seven strikes, but if there's no reason to do them, it kind of doesn't matter. And I want to add to that and pay big, piggyback and say... They're not going to be able to, like, every three months, add enough strikes, maps, modes, or or gambit bosses to make those modes feel reinvigorated every three months. But they certainly can reset the vendor, add a couple drops, and add—that's why I think the boon system would work, because— that lines up to play styles right you grab the boon it's active for 2 hours so you just stay in the playlist and the the, the likelihood of drops maybe even goes up the longer you're in your playlist so it keeps people from backing out and leaving and then the further along you get in the season the boons are more effective and better or cheaper, whatever so you get that sense of kind of when we invested in the obelisk it made Sundial more rewarding a similar idea, you can do that every season, you hit the reset button on the rank, add one or two pieces of loot, and then let's say you missed a season, no worries As as the year progresses that vendor's loot offering gets bigger every season and you know maybe for an entire season you ignored strikes and all of a sudden you boot up next season you're like oh wow there's there's three or four guns in here i I haven't even taken the time to try to get like it actually works really good for the a la carte method that we're in right now because i I just don't see them every year or even every season coming up with actual content to make Gambit yeah, Crucible yeah. and Strikes, you know, meaningful. Yeah. But you can certainly add loot and rank like yeah. that's that's what's missing. And like
3: you just reminded me, actually. Um. So I don't know if there's any D1 veterans around, but back in D1, I, I think it was after you ran one or two strikes, you would get a buff. Yes. And like it would say as long as you're in the strike playlist you have an increased chance. I think it was for, like, legendaries and exotics or something.
0: And it, Well, it gave sh- you more XP because that helps you roll over your Vanguard rank.
3: Yeah. It, it, it was it was a buff from just being in the playlist. And that was really, like... I remember spending so many hours in the playlist during, like, the Taken King era because of, you know, the, the loot. It's like, oh, I have an increase. You know, it's like, oh, the, oh it's Tanic strike. I might get the Cloak of Tanix, you know? I had, like, reasons to get a little excited at the start of each strike and hearing the dialogue. But... I mean, like your idea is pretty much an extension, like like an evolution of that, which I really like. It's like, yeah, we can use this boon. We can get, we can have like intentionality when we do these things while we're like also completing something else, like something like a Wrathborn hunt or something. So it doesn't feel like I'm only doing this for the Wrathborn hunt. It's like, oh yeah, well, I can also try and get this, a good roll on this uh, cloak or, 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 sorry, not cloak, this piece of armor or this, this weapon, you know? Just give us more reasons to want to do it. Like, yep. we, we already know we have to do it in some degree we just now want to do it and i feel like that's the disconnect we're missing so
0: i was gonna let i was gonna let greg respond because i don't think you maybe had something to
1: add no yeah i mean i was just gonna say i i agree with the boon system i think we still should have some kind of passive currency some kind of passive investment to show like you know that you've been doing the strikes and that you've been investing in your rank, like to have like some kind of ornament or maybe a shooter or something like that. Um, because honestly, like, especially the system right now where they, okay, they gave us new armor, but like you have to do the weekly bounties and then you can do that once for one piece of armor per character per week, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, that's pretty and, that means you got to do it three times you got to do each one on each character every week and yeah. you got to do it for five weeks that's like that's like a literal d1 unlock thing you know the classic time gated yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, it's escalation
0: protocol it's escalation protocol it's time gated yeah, armor armor drip feed
1: yeah it's like uh oh you want the polaris lance who's a five-week quest like yeah, yeah <laughs> that's- just why would you do that when you gave us such good direct loot paths with Europa?
0: Well, as you're yeah, as you're describing strange. the like the 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 ornaments or whatever to grind for, if you took that that menu that Verex has for sabotages and you have like tier one, tier two, once you do all those, that bottom rung, the the top two rungs are going to help you throughout the season. They make things cheaper, better, more effective. That bottom rung could be. All of the cool vanity items or whatever, and again, it's all currency related. Yep. So now I have a vested interest in ranking up Vanguard. I'm and, and I'm. It's not just loot; it's that it's that multifaceted grind. I'm chasing loot in Vanguard while also getting currency to level up and get those benefits and perks. And then at the bottom, I get my exactly. capstone rewards. You would probably see people who ordinarily don't grind Gambit and Crucible do it for the completionist aspect of they're maxed yeah. out. I get their cool stuff. I did it for Carminica. <laughs> I, I could see people doing it.
3: Yeah, like my thing I, is-
1: I, oh, okay. I was just say like, yeah, I, I mean, I hate running strikes more than anything. Crucible, you know, you can have a bit of fun, even if you're bad. Gambit, it's much more manageable now because it's only last like three minutes. But strikes, cool. Oh, I do the weeklies and then I'm out. If I had like a grind like that, I would love it. That'd be great because it would give me as somebody who's a hardcore, it would give me stuff to chase for my collections. It would give me stuff to chase that's just more unique. And it would give me a reason to run the playlist outside of just a single power like pinnacle every week.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the way I'm like m- my thought process right now is like, I mean, because people always say like they don't reinvigorate the strike playlist because it's not monetizable because of you know free to play, and I kind of disagree with that. There's plenty of ways you can intelligently make people want to do strikes that you know also and then you know profit from it perfect example you brought up the Varric system imagine if like in 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 the Varric system on the last level there were like like there's say there's like i don't don't know seven or eight perks and like four of them are like just like their normal ones but then four more are like for season pass holders and they get a little bonus it could be like an extra like an extra legendary drop or something like that just give like little things here and there to make it not feel like a waste to be like all right we put effort into reinvigorating these this content and you know adding these weapons. In exchange, players are going to want to get the season pass so they can get more of these new weapons, or they can play for free and get them at a slower pace. You know what I mean? Like, there's a way to do it in a way that well complements the free player while also <laughs> making the 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 what is it ten dollars for a season make, make it yeah. make it feel less of like oh I just paid ten dollars for the same thing as this free guy. Well, I mean you're getting. Like, for instance, we talk about the extra perk thing. Um, I'm actually, I am actually like that because it, it, it kind of gives your gun basically two different versions of itself. So, But I, but what I would like to see is maybe have, like, instead of just one column having double, maybe, like, add, like, two columns that could have, like, an additional perk. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. There's ways they could definitely do it. I just feel like people are just quick to say that they don't want to because, you know, it's not like, <clears throat> profitable it's definitely profitable but, just to be smart about it so
1: the most basic evil way they could do it is to say here's a really nice looking set but if you want to buy it you got to get rank 50 with zavala
0: <laughs> but no that they did that with me they did yeah, that i ship. That that's fine yeah that, that would that's work fine. i mean it's like like yeah, you can yeah either it work could really work.
3: hard get it for free or get the season pass and have an easier time to it it's the same thing with the yeah. with the seasonal exotic you buy the season pass you get it immediately or you can grind up to level 35 and get it for free you know it's
0: people No, not i don't know Everyone... about that i don't know about that i think there's that, that cause people will always take the free route
3: yeah i was just using that as an example yeah. of right. like how they've literally done it before <laughs> like they, they just have to do it in a way that doesn't seem as like i don't know scummy or like advantageous or some sort i don't know but there's there's definitely plausible ways to do it. And I feel like we should be having conversations probably about how they can do it in a way that makes the player feel valued. Yeah. That's I mean, all I want at the end of the day is feel like I'm doing something important. Like- right.
0: Seasonal max rank rewards, I think, are, are a real easy, easy value add. And... Mm-hmm. personally what they probably should have done with these decal sets is they should have just been universal ornaments that you earned by ranking up the vendors instead of making them loot drops like that I, I feel like that might have been a better beginning to what we're talking about like if you hit rank such and such with the vanguard you get you know each piece of the set so by the time you're done with the season it you you, you have them all I mean with transmogs coming so obviously we'll be able to turn things into ornaments if we want but that we we don't even actually know how free that's going to be and how limited that's going to be. But I do think just having a a seasonal rank makes sense. I mean, we even talked about this with respect to how running comp is so great for drops because you're getting glory and valor. And I said that we should have honor and prestige with, with Zavala for running. So if you're running Nightfalls, you get both to, just to give us that power pursuit during those early weeks. Um, I don't know what you could do with Gambit, but I... I definitely think that anything with rank and investment per season would help these these NPCs and these core playlists not feel so ignored and just like they're collecting dust.
3: Right. And that's kind of an evolution of the D one, you know, Vanguard rank. You just split it into two. One's like like you said for the night falls and then ones for the casual playlist, kind of similar to what they did for crucible and that could work Honestly, I feel like people would have a general consensus. of like, yeah, that's fine I can just hop in the playlist grind out a bit get a couple ranks, you know and uh, because right now it's like oh I have like oh I got your strikes man <laughs> like mm-hmm. No one in my clan is like oh, yeah boys. We're gonna go do some <sighs> strikes. You know, it's like I think
1: <laughs> I Don't I don't know if you guys realize this. I mean, maybe you have if you've actually done a door already i had assumed that the ornaments from each vendor right you automatically got one depending on what route you went oh like so i chose crucible thinking oh "Oh, i'm just gonna get the crucible ornament done and out of the way because i'm doing the crucible way and it's like no you gotta do the gun it doesn't matter what way you do it you still have to get all three ornaments and i was like oh yeah, you just, yeah. You just
0: had a bad, you just had a, a, a bad memory. They said that you get the gun and yeah. then it unlocks the ornamental pursuit. Like just an additional, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, I just, just didn't understand
1: it. I was like, I thought, I thought it was you got. They,
0: they got. They they didn't do the greatest <laughs> on certain communication points, but that one was no. crystal clear. Like you get the gun and it unlocks the ornamental pursuit. So you just. Yeah, yeah negative 52 yeah I don't, reading. I
3: don't even feel like i mean i least for vanguard because i've only done vanguard so far I, I i didn't feel like the vanguard one was too bad it was like get 70 kills with a sniper get 20 multi-kills yeah and that was kind of
1: and it's retroactive know. like yeah. it wasn't yeah
3: yeah so i mean when it comes to that they uh, one of my other complaints is like they could have definitely did more for the ornaments i think because it's like so from what I can tell, it literally just changes the pattern on the blanket wrapped around yeah. your glove.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so it, I'm like it does. Yeah.
3: I'm like, oh, you could have like I don't know, put Zavala's shoulder piece on the stock or something. I don't know. You could have did something fun. I don't know. It just felt like they were like, all
1: right, well, they just wrapped thing. a banner around it. I was like, What's this when did Gavin have a banner? Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Alright, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we're at an hour and now we're okay. Mm-hmm. we're going we're we're going down rabbit holes which i love doing but we're actually at an hour for for call ins only off of two callers which is incredible <laughs> <laughs> well we
1: love to talk so <laughs> yeah
0: so thank you I, orion for calling in along with light leap and thanks greg for co-hosting appreciate you guys
1: thank yeah, you no so problem. much
0: and for those of you listening to the recording, you can always come and take part of these. Just pick the VIP tier as a member on YouTube, or uh, eventually we're going to have those tiers also on the SNTR Network website. Uh, we're going to be kind of moving away from Patreon. That's the goal in January. So you'll have two options uh, to select these. If you're here live, don't go anywhere. Stream is going to continue. But if you're listening to the recording, please like, share, and subscribe.